What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 31. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye. This show has a great theme song. It does. You know what I mean? I really Some like people it. would say it's the best part of the show. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm one of those people. I think I've, I said that uh, the last time I listened back to an episode. I was like, man, I really like the first of this thing. You go and look at the YouTube n- numbers and metrics, and you see that it's like peaking currents, and then the show <laughs> yeah. starts. And 15 goes, se- after 15 seconds, it just like cuts. Boom, and it's like, whoa, it. what happened? How are you blessing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I just had a bagel sandwich. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it had salmon. It had cucumber. It had tomato. Yeah, it had right. cream cheese. Um, I think that was it. I think that might have been it. It, it was very good. Bagel? Yeah, it was a plain bagel. Yeah. And then how shocked were you? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, for the uh, the first time ever, if you go to patreon.com slash games, you can see the, the pre-show to this because the show wasn't built due to breaking news. So we had to build it in front of everybody. And we also all learned that Blessing eats like a duck. I do. Eat you like put the duck. food in there and then you do this. Like, oh. <laughs> then I like, yeah, I tilt my head up and I'm like, all right. Like I've it was like flip the food into my I mouth. I didn't like it. Exactly. I You're helping like it. it down. You're, you need gravity's help to get all the food down, which is interesting. Exactly. It it's off. just a fun way to eat. Like, why don't we all eat that way? I feel like I might choke. I'm looking around. I, I just did a, a glance around the house for anything to eat to try to eat it that way. You know what it's, I mean? Like, because you you're know? not. That makes it look like you're tossing it. Like you're doing like a, like your hacky sack in your mouth. I you're mean, not. I kind of do it, though. I mean, you know, I, I kind of toss it a little bit. Uh-oh. You were definitely biting below the camera. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm eating ice cream. You were going like this to bite. <laughs> So no one would see. And then you chew a little, and then you'd be like, <clears throat> you know? That, I, that is an I added the noises. Noise. You couldn't hear the noises, <laughs> but, like, I heard, no, I heard the noise from your house, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. In I don't know where mind. that started. I don't know why I started. I don't know why I did that while I was eating that way. I don't even know if I regularly eat that way. Like, it might sure, be a thing that I sure. do that I've just never realized. Well, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll start for the show from now on. You have to eat something and we have to watch you and we'll see what's Okay, up. yes. The Blessings Food Monitor. I'm down with it. Uh, Kevin, before we go any further in the show, what kind of ice cream are you eating? What flavor? Uh, it's that Talenti Gelato Double Dark Chocolate. No, I didn't turn on that. Oh, that man. Double Dark. Oh, you can't see it because my auto. It's chromed out. Huh. Talenti. I haven't heard of that brand. Is it good? Really? They sell them like Targets and Walgreens. Well, yeah, it's click great. Click on it. Maybe. maybe oh, let me see it closer. It's a it's it's logo. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not the glass. It, they're not glass. Yeah, it's plastic. plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's I've logo, it which I didn't know before until sure. this moment, is a black dot with a spoon in the middle of it. And I can get behind that. Right. That's the kind of logo I, I like. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. It's your PlayStation podcast each and every week. Blessing and I come together to bullshit about PlayStation, talk about the news, and ask interesting questions. If you like that, you are required by law to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Toss us a few bucks. You can get each and every episode ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show you we do. You can watch it live, like Norman is, like Bangarang3000 is, like the Lou is, like Demetrius Newell is. Uh, you have so many perks. You get to write in and be part of the show. And I said it before in the pre-show while I was assembling it. I will say it again and keep pounding on my calf. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being the best, most responsive audience I've ever worked with. Uh, today, what, at 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I sent out a question. They're like, hey, all this stuff's happening. We want to know if you think PlayStation's anti-consumer. And so many, not only responses, thoughtful responses. A few of you were just bums and said yes or no. But most of you were like, hey, here's my reasoning behind it. We'll get into all that later. And we thank you for it. 
Remember, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can catch each and every episode of PSI Love You XOXO over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It posts each and every Tuesday, 6 a.m., unless there's some kind of crazy embargo we're trying to make. Uh, you can also get on RoosterTeeth.com and listen on podcast services around the globe each and every week no matter where you get it please consider uh, liking subscribing sharing you, you know yell it out your car window if you're on one platform go to the other platform and take care of the liking it over there and then log into your grandmother's account and be like hey now you follow all the youtube channels and she'll be like what and you're just like that's how it is what? you don't have to legally go to patreon what the rooster do teeth? you don't have to do that with your <laughs> what the rooster teeth? don't even worry about the rooster teeth part of it all right that i just say out of convenience for any of these rooster teeth dorks who are over there watching i want them to feel included youtube podcast you know what i mean rooster teeth whatever i'm not you worried know they, about got a, they got a thing over there called rooster teeth tv and i yeah. didn't know it existed until i was on it Legit, I was, I was, I Wait, was it's doing a program. I like, I don't know what it is. You go to, I think it's like rooster, it's, roosterteeth.tv. It's like a website with like a video feed that is 24 seven. So you yeah, can, it's like live, it's live programming kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're it's, on a it's show live on programming. Not li- live to tape programming. I guess would have moved more. Fitting. I don't, know, I don't know. Live to tape? What is that? I don't even know what's happening over there. Where, right, like it people... was live at one point, but they recorded. Well, no, I and... was. I was there live though. Like I was on uh, effing around with Ivy and uh, Fiona, oh, I see which is like saying. a live show okay. that premieres on Rooster TV. Sure. Yeah, and so I was, and I didn't know it was a thing until I was on, and I was like, "Oh, where can I find this?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, you go to RT.TV or whatever it is." And I was like, "Really?" I'm on oh. Chump. I'm on Chump Wednesday, and I got some kid cutting a promo video on me today that I've never seen. He claims he works at Rooster Teeth. I've never heard of this person. Wait, is Chump a Rooster Teeth thing? Yeah. What do they? What do they do over there? I, I don't know keep, what they do. They, just they have green lighting shows. They just, really, people walk out of the plane in Austin. They're like, "Here's a show," and then they're hosting it and they're yelling at me on Twitter. I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Like every I time I look at your stick, it's like, "Here's a new green lit show." Just the other guy, the other Jeff. Then they had, and that yeah. was it. We had a cast of characters you could get behind. Now I got Barb over there, yak yak mm-hmm. yakking at me all the time. Got John Reisner over there, yak yak yakking at me all the time. Whatever happened. Fiona Nova over there. Yak, yak, yakking all the time. <laughs> Alfredo Diaz, yak, yak, yakking all the time. Exactly. I've had enough with the yakking. You know what I mean? I digress. Enough of that. Housekeeping for you. As usual, it's a big week over here at uh, PS I Love You slash Kind of Funny. Uh, we're reacting live to PlayStation's State of Play Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And we're streaming the Avengers beta on Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Both of those are happening. Uh, you can catch them live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games or later YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, Tim Gettys uh, earlier today in a conversation in a meeting made it seem like maybe the Avengers beta is going to get moved around because he's excited for that dang old fast and furious game if that's actually happening i don't know what's happening but there's content happening out there so be excited for that uh you should be like our patreon producers uh mohammed mohammed aka momo julian the gluten-free gamer skin tight salmon jeffrey long and sancho west i'm sorry and james hastings they went over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games kicked a few bucks our way and now get their names read for the entire month and then our sponsor this week is p.s i love you xoxo what the fuck people Whoa. but i'll tell you about that later uh for now let's begin with this week's X's and O's. Greg, I have just one question for you for our okay, topic of the show. Sure, sure, sure. Is PlayStation anti-consumer? This is a question that, that you actually brought up this morning due to news that was coming out. I have two exhibits to point to. Exhibit right? A and Exhibit B. Exhibit A and Exhibit B. Exhibit A. 
Spider-Man is coming to Marvel's Avengers on PlayStation. This was tweeted this morning uh, by the at PlayStation account on Twitter. They tweeted out, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man comes to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. Crystal Dynamics offers early details on its own unique take on the post-launch hero. They, they then link to the PlayStation blog uh, to where they talk about, they, they give all sorts of details. A lot of like yeah. wax and polite about how much did they give all sorts of details or did they literally take one sentence that should have been, or I guess two sentences, Spider-Man is coming to Avengers 2021 exclusively on PlayStation. That they took and just stretched for they as long as they it. could. I appreciate it. it. I know the game. So much of it was, hey, we love Spider-Man. And it was that for a lot of paragraphs, which was kind of hard for me to kind of uh, uh, search my way through during KFGD this morning as it was breaking. Uh, but the last few paragraphs give us gives us some context, though. And sure. so they write here on the PS blog, uh, when Spider-Man comes to our stables of heroes, we'll be, we'll be marking his with an in-game event that will introduce him to the wider world of Marvel's Avengers. The event is comprised of a series of unique challenges for the hero to take on, testing his abilities and yielding some exciting results. And like the rest of the heroes in Marvel's Avengers, we'll, op- we'll offer multiple cosmetic outfits and gameplay experience options, so you can make your own vision of the wall crawler a reality. It's never been a better time to be a Spider fan. The team at Crystal Dynamics, along with our partners, are overjoyed that that we get to be a part of this hero's gaming journey. We want, we want we can't wait for you uh, to add. We can't wait for you to add Spider-Man to your uh, Marvel's Avengers roster in early 2021. And as we've promised before, he'll be available at no additional cost to owners to the base game exclusively on PlayStation. Uh, and they go on and say thank you. Hope you you enjoy Marvel's Avengers. Blah blah blah. Game launches on PS4 September 4th and PS5 later this holiday. So that's Exhibit A. A lot of people yeah. were angry about this, which of we'll get to in were. a second. Uh, Exhibit B. More news that kind of came out. I think it was either this morning or last night, but over the weekend, let's say. Uh, PlayStation 5. Well, let me let me back up. The PlayStation blog put out a blog post talking about PlayStation 5 and specifically answering questions on the compatibility of PS4 peripherals and accessories with the uh, PlayStation 5. And so they they talk about quite a few different things, but the big one I wanna I wanna pull forward is uh they asked the question will dualshock 4 work with ps5 games to which the response to the playstation blog is this no we believe that ps5 games should take advantage of the new capabilities and features we're bringing to the platform including the features of the dual sense wireless controller gregory exhibit a and b ladies and gentlemen now that's I exhibit a and b a small town pizza lawyer but blessing at Oye jr is playstation anti-consumer how do you define anti-consumer you define it for me i asked you the question don't try to turn it around question can't be a question kevin tell him i wasn't listening what's up thank you kevin. <laughs> thank you kevin. i mean i think all of this makes sense i'm not a, i'm not one of the people that is mad about the spider-man information i think i look at this in the same vein as i look at pretty much any exclusive Right, like it is PlayStation trying to sell their platform. It is PlayStation trying to sell copies on the PS4, on the PS5, and so I think in comparison to Xbox and what they're doing on their side, as far as you look at Xbox Game Pass and how consumer friendly that is, and how how you know what a great deal that is. You look at quite a few things that are going on in the Xbox side, and you compare it to this, right? Compare it to the way PlayStation talks about generations and believing in generations and that being the case for why we're going to have games that are exclusive for the PS5 because that is a thing they believe in because they want to sell you on the on the hardware they want to sell you on forward looking experiences they want to sell you on X Y and Z 
again, I think this I think this lines up with the PlayStation we've seen over the years. And I like whether or not it's anti-consumer, I think it makes sense. Like that's how that's how this works, right? That's how competition works. These are two companies going at it. And like that's kind of the reality of it. And so from the Spider-Man thing, I think that makes sense. From the controller thing, I think that also makes sense from the sense of we want to sell hardware. We want to sell you controllers. The dual sense is a different controller than the DualShock 4. And does it have to be a different controller? Did they have to make these improvements? Are these are these are the improvements in the dual sense even arbitrary things to uh, to allow them to call it a different thing and allow allow them to sell a new piece of hardware in this controller? Maybe, but like that's how things have been. That's how that's how this has kind of been forever. And so again, I'm not necessarily mad at it. I feel like all of this is to be expected. Let me be the first on this YouTube video to leave the comment. You corporate apologist, all right? <laughs> you I mean, Sony pony. Listen. In- in Yo SP's pocket. All I know is that whoever paid me the best last is who I side with. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Only person that pays me here is Greg Miller. Thank you. And that's why you side with me every time. And you just go, even when it's a terrible point, you're like, I can see that. Uh, <laughs> Miriam Webster's dictionary defines anti consumer as not favorable to custom- or consumers, uh, improperly favoring the interests of businesses over the interests of consumers. Uh, I think you bring up an interesting point that, of course, many of you wrote in about, but I'm going to go to Tom Hopkins for who wrote into patreon.com slash kind of funny games in response to whether PlayStation is anti-consumer or not. I don't think they are, but I think the sentiment, uh, the sentiment uh, that they are is becoming more prevalent due to how pro-consumer Xbox has been over the last couple of years. Keeping Spidey, keeping Spidey exclusive to the PlayStation platform is a smart business move. It will persuade more players to pick up the PS4 version and even gives the marketing boost we're seeing today. The lack of DualShock 4 compatibility for PlayStation 5 games is in line with their PS5 messaging of next-gen being next-gen, bringing the medium forward and providing new experiences. I don't think that's anti-consumer. It's just the opposite of how Xbox is acting. Bringing every exclusive to Game Pass, including live in one package, making Xbox a family rather than a system, and potentially making online play free are going above and beyond for the consumer. Not only affecting their own image, but having a knock-on effect on PlayStations 2. And I think Tom doesn't even toss it in there because, again, I think Xbox is making so many pro-consumer moves the fact that yeah your controllers will work your xbox one controllers will work with your xbox series x Mm -hmm. granted you don't have that share button or whatever right but you are getting the same functionality out of it i think that is the thing that's happening right now is that and this is such an interesting question because it's something we would have never thought about when I was at IGN in 2010, you know what I mean? If we were, you're at these, like when we were doing exclusives left and right and all this other stuff, it's the fact that Xbox and PlayStation, and we've said it for a while, but I think is so clear now are just doing two different things. And I think for the longest time with Xbox, their strategy, their marching orders, the tune they were humming. We, I sat here and so many of us sat here and like, Oh, they're making all these pro consumer moves. And it's because they have to. It's the Xbox One life cycle. They've they've lost on these exclusives. Their their exclusives aren't as many as PlayStation. They aren't as received as positively as PlayStation. So to you know try to put something a bandaid over that wound, you're saying here is Game Pass. Here is this amazing deal on games. Uh, you know here is X Cloud. Here is all these things. Then even for Series X and the lead up to and what we've heard, you're like okay, cool, yeah, it's one system. But coming off that Xbox showcase where it was like, hey we're not here to sell you the series X. We're here to sell you game pass. We're here to talk about what our strategy is going forward. It has been such a pro consumer move that 
you do look at PlayStation. And again, I know this is mincing words probably. I don't think PlayStation's anti-consumer. I think they're pro-money. And I think arguably maybe that's the same thing for a lot of people. But PlayStation is playing the same game they've been playing since the PlayStation 1. And it is that, hey, we're going to make these exclusive agreements. And you have Phil Spencer coming out, you know, months ago now, probably even years ago, and being like, exclusives are dumb and bad for the industry, right? And you can make the argument, of course, well, of course, he's saying that, you know, because he doesn't have Spider-Man. And I don't even mean this Spider-Man. I mean, Insomniac Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Bloodborne. He doesn't have these games that are runaway successes in terms of fan base. And granted, Bloodborne didn't sell as much as Spider-Man, but you understand the argument I'm making. Of course, that's the argument you'd make when you lose, right? It's the same thing of like, if me and Blessing wanted to get into an argument about uh, anything, trophies, right? And it was that I have a higher level than him, but he's got more golds than me. And then what what actually matters more? I would say level, he would say golds, and that would be the argument, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's when you want to mince it and how you want to get down to it. Play, both Xbox and PlayStation are running off in their own directions and declaring that that's what next generation is. Xbox saying there is no generation. We're a platform and you should have all your stuff everywhere for no additional cost. And PlayStation saying, no, we've done this five fucking times and this is how it is, is that you get uh, a new controller. You buy new accessories, whereas Xbox is saying the exact opposite of it. And it's fascinating because, again, I think Xbox makes those moves because I do believe they think it's right, but they also make those moves so that people are more akin to want to be in with Xbox and do things with Xbox. However, today with this Spider-Man news, I saw tons of people upset in the comments, tons of people upset on Twitter, but I also saw tons of my friends on Twitter going, well, I was going to play it on PC, but now I'm playing it here. I was going to play it on Xbox, but Spider-Man's there. I'm going with Spider-Man. I'm going with PlayStation. And that is the loud and clear message PlayStation wants you to take away from the news today. Yeah. And I, and I understand people upset from the side of, I was going to get this game on Xbox for X, Y, and Z, or I I just have an Xbox or I just play on PC and I'm not getting this character that is going to be huge for the game. Right. Mm Spider-Man again is the most prolific Marvel character. He's the most popular Marvel character. He's the premier Marvel character. And so to get that character in this game, that is, you know, the premier, I guess, Marvel game of the year, right? Like this is the Marvel game that is going to carry forward. This is the, uh, this is a platform. They're launching their own platform, right? This is a, this is, this is a whole platform to be getting Spider-Man on PlayStation and not on the, on the Xbox side. I understand how that feels like a blow. I think that's more of a conversation as far as what Marvel Marvel's Avengers is doing as opposed to PlayStation. Right. Because Mm -hmm. like, I feel like the buck kind of stops here or like the, this is more a question of for me like all right so how involved is spider-man in the story like because if we're getting two separate if if we're having a version without spider-man and a version with spider-man does that mean he's just not going to have involvement in the main story does that mean he's not a core character does that mean he's just a side character like how does that affect things in that way how does that then affect crossplay? like you 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 called in uh to kind of funny games daily this morning uh when we were talking about this as, as a news story and yeah like how does how does that work for this game what is the future what is the future of that and i feel like it is more i'm more curious on how crystal dynamics and square enix is handling this on their side as opposed to playstation see my th- here's one of my uh, I, i've seen that going around too and even uh kind of funny zone imran khan put out this tweet right that spider-man isn't a part of the avengers game narrative because he's a console exclusive character is the thing i keep coming back to is possibly the dumbest thing about this that i don't agree with and because they talk about it in the blog post, and I forget if you read it, and I'm already into the blog post now. They talk I only, about how, I read it on KFGD, but I didn't read all. I didn't read right, it. Right, he's coming afterwards. As he's coming afterwards, and you have your own set of challenges and his own little storyline. Like 
For me mm-hmm. personally, even with Hawkeye, right, who's launching after the launch of Avengers, I don't want those characters retroactively installed into the Avengers narrative. Going forward, like that's, I think, the perhaps misunderstanding about, well, and granted, it's not explained super well, but I mean, if we're into 2021 when Spider-Man drops, right, the first half of 2021, I'm going to be well through the storyline of whatever Avengers is. I will have rolled credits on that. Granted, I'll still be doing the war zone missions and hollow decks and all the VR yeah, stuff, right? Harm, harm rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be doing that. But with Hawkeye, with Spider-Man, which whoever the, with whoever the next villain is, whoever the next uh, hero is, I should say, I, I want them to have their own stories. I want them to have their own reasons. I want this to be building into another big storyline, right? Like this has to be like, for this to work like destiny imo like you have to be giving us new content and explaining the content when you drop it in cool ways i don't want it to be that they shoehorn spider-man back into the original storyline because that's not even how avengers is supposed to work right i guess the argument would be but i they've i don't know how they're going to tackle that i guess yeah i guess when they drop new free characters into the game and you pick it up in 2021 or 2022 knock on wood that it's still going and it's cool how yeah when you get to where you can choose any hero can you choose the free ones or do they not unlock until credits roll which would make more sense i think for me i I imagine the way i would picture it and and i guess this is a thing that that they just got to elaborate on more right when hawkeye comes out i imagine that'll come with maybe like a small hawkeye story or like a small like a tiny hawkeye expansion that'll give that character his own backstory his own context to why he's now a part of this world i imagine you do the same thing for spider-man but i think that then begs the question of what does the game look like going forward after that? Like, do are these new characters involved in future? Like, if there's a big, uh, let's say the 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 Destiny Taken King of yeah. Avengers, right? Like, is Spider Man does Spider Man just not have a core role in whatever the year two expansion is because he's just available on PlayStation? Like, what does that look for? What does that look like in the future? Because this game, this yeah, game. Sorry, go, go for it please no no please 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 well i was gonna say this game strikes me as a game that is going to build as a platform over time this game and they've talked about it like that but it very much strikes me as like hey what you're getting right now is base level you're gonna get a story you're gonna get all, you're gonna get all this stuff but year two year two year three you're probably gonna be getting big big expansions that are probably gonna be adding like new villains and new stories and like maybe you'll see ultron maybe you'll see um thanos and characters sure. like that like i imagine it, right? that's yeah. the direction you're gonna you're gonna see this game go so to, from the blog right it talks about yeah you know and this is more to argue imbron's thing but then i want to get to your thing and not even argue i just don't think i i like what, this idea we'll be making his de- he'll be making his debut in an in-game event that introduces him to the wider world of avengers the event is comprised of a series of unique challenges for the hero to take on testing his abilities and yielding some exciting results right like that actually kind of sounds not i it's an in-game event right if there's an in-game mm-hmm. event that's like spider-man's been blinked into the world and it's just that we're on the we're at the war table and it's like oh this thing popped up and we gotta go check it out and you go check it out and spider-man's there and it's like oh my god i'm here and like okay cool now you're with me like that's all i'm looking for and then for your for the argument of like well what happens when year two content drops and he can be involved in that i think that is where what the future of Avengers is will be drastically different than what the release of Avengers will be. I think when you start dropping year two content and it is Thanos is attacking, right? And we have to do this. That's when you need to have the ability for whoever the characters you, you cast people in that in the same way. I think they've cast Kamala Khan as the single player player story, uh, like, protagonist Mm -hmm. i think you'd have to do that there and so you would pick a kamala probably and have it be through her lens and have it be interacting with people that way and i think that you wouldn't interact with necessarily in terms of a main cutscene that's voice enacted with with a hawkeye with a spider-man with 
whoever that main player is going to be because you want to be able to keep it uh, agnostic for whoever it, it, with this one wrinkle. And that's another wrinkle of this whole thing is I find it very hard to believe that Spider-Man will be exclusive to PlayStation forever with this game. I was thinking about that too. It's when I when I called in that, and I granted that I know you can throw it back in my face right now, right? Because I know people love to take the words of a promotional blog and throw it right at me whenever I say something. But right, thank you for your time, and I hope you enjoy playing Marvel's Avengers when it launches on PS4 on September fourth, twenty twenty twenty, with holiday to come later. That wasn't the part I wanted to read. I wanted to read the exclusivity part, and I fucked it up. Uh, oh, there it is. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, he will be available. At, oh, so so as we've promised before, he will be available at no additional cost to players who own the base game, comma exclusively on playstation so i know it says exclusively on playstation but we all know that an exclusive in 2020 means nothing this i i think that avengers clearly understands that it needs to go cross-platform i think that it, it will go cross-platform at some point i think the if this game hadn't taken so long to get out i mean, you know we we know about the public delays how many have there been privately because we've known about this game for a while mm -hmm. right I think if there hadn't, if this had come out on schedule, then they'd be working on cross uh, play already. I think that when you get this long in the tooth on this project, you want to get it the fuck out. And then that became why they're talking about right now. They're talking about cross generational play. PlayStation Four can play with PlayStation Five. Xbox One can play with Xbox Series X, which I know isn't exactly the same thing. But they're saying that and saying then hopefully we can look at cross play. And so when you get to next year and they want to do cross play, and you know to what we've said every time we've looked at this game. I really want this to be good. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be a seven? Is it going to be a six? Is it going to be an eight? Like, you know, you would, if this game comes out and struggles at launch, you know what that means. It means that there'll be this huge spike of interest and then a huge drop off. And the people who stick, it will be, stick with it will be the hardcore people. And it will be so incredibly difficult to get people to come back no matter what you do. And so what that inevitably leads to is a smaller player base. And we're talking about a game that is online. Play with your friends. Be in this shared world kind of thing. If that's the case, you want as you want if everybody's fractured and they're only playing in their own groups, you want them playing together in one pool as fast as possible, so that you have more people to play with and match make with and get going. I think they know that. I think they also know that, like clearly, since they started working on this game, the nature of multiplayer and crossplay has shifted to a point where that is a reality. And next gen next generation, if not this year, that's going to be what people are expecting out of everything. And so I think it's great they have an answer. I think they need to be working on it. And so then you get to, well, when we get the cross-play next year, and I'm, I'm throwing that fucking out, 2021, I'm just throwing out that they have cross-play by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. When you get there, what the fuck? You're going to have Spider-Man swinging on Xbox, but it's a PlayStation thing, but then it, clearly it's in Xbox. Like, I think for right now, it's very much a cool promise. I know you you hinted at it a little bit today, right? Of like, this this rumor broke over the weekend, right? Through a, a retailer, like leaked uh, something. Right? Yeah, they put retailer. up the wrong thing. And so it's that thing of like, did this force their hand? Like, again, they're saying a whole lot of nothing in this, right? We know that it's going to be an in-game event. We know that it's their own take on Spider-Man saying, hey, it's not Insomniac Spider-Man. It's not going to be the white spider suit. It's their own thing. Like, there's details in here, but it is a lot of padding and a lot of cool comic book imagery that I love. And just the excitement that Spider-Man's coming to it. Because... <laughs> we're all over the place but i love this fucking show so much uh like i'm right there with everybody right of like this is fucking awesome i love spider-man i'm stoked spider-man is gonna be in this game i'm excited for it does suck i uh exclusivities exclusive yeah. is exclusives like this suck especially when i don't feel it's super justified whereas i think earlier the argument had been that oh man it's gonna be insomniac spider-man which would make at least a little bit more sense why it's exclusive to the playstation nope it's not it's 
it's just going to be a Spider-Man. It's been original like, Spider-Man. It's oh, okay. Based well, off the comics. As somebody who's going to play on PlayStation and wants the Platinum, right? If it's obtainable. Great, cool. As somebody who, like, you know, hopes this game's great and wants to hang out with it for a long time, like Marvel Heroes, great, cool, whatever. But I get it on all these different fronts of what it is, but I can't actually imagine it's exclusive forever for everybody. I mean, right now, I'm of the mind that they probably, right right now, they believe that it's exclusive forever. And so? that's not to say that it can't change, but, like, I feel like we've been... We've gotten to the point where we're very careful with language, and I'm looking at the PlayStation tweet right sure. now. It is, it, is, it is, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man comes to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. And I feel like you put something in there that is like, it's launching exclusively on PlayStation. You're That's coming to PlayStation said. first. That's what they said. Read it again. Let's see. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man comes to Marvel's Avengers exclusively on PlayStation. He comes to Marvel's Avengers exclusively. He, he arrives. He debuts exclusively on PlayStation. Uh. When See, later on he comes everywhere else, it won't be a thing. Uh, I I feel it, I feel like if six months later we start yeah. we see Spider Man come to Xbox, I feel like you'll you'll start to see people be like, oh, what the fuck, man! I got this game on PlayStation specifically because of this, and you're telling me I could have gone on Xbox. But here's my thing: what if he comes to everything alongside an announcement of, hey, also we're introducing cross play and cross progression, so walls <laughs> are coming down, so. If you did come to PlayStation specifically to play and get Spider-Man and you've had a fun time with them for six months, uh, awesome. Now you can take your character Xbox and play with your friends over there or vice yeah. versa or whatever the hell you and want. And I guess like, that would make sense. That would make and a lot I of think, sense. I think that's what they're building to hopefully knock on wood. Or I mean, and again, back to what we were talking about originally with the question, is PlayStation anti-consumer? It could just be that, no, that's never happening. We fucking paid straight up for fucking Spider-Man and we have Spider-Man forever. And again, it gets so hairy, I guess, because... Is that I still say that that's pro money and not anti consumer. And plenty of people, I'm sure, will argue with me that no, no, that pro money is the definition of anti consumer. My mm-hmm. counter to that would be no, it's pro PlayStation. It's pro the PlayStation audience. It's PlayStation wanting to add value to this console people already own and make them go, oh, well, it doesn't matter because I was going to play it there anyway. Yes, it is 100% what I, I was talking about earlier. I saw uh, Paris say, oh, well, I love Spider Man. I was going to play on PC. I'll follow him to PlayStation 4. That is also what they want, but yeah, they also want to make sure that there is no argument in any PlayStation owner's mind of where they're going to play this game. So, like, why I mean, not add more value to the game you were already going to get? And again, I get the counter argument. I do think it sucks. I wish it was everywhere, but it's business too, to an extent. Plus, and, it, and it is them competing is the thing. Like, we yeah. we've been talking a lot this year about PlayStation versus Xbox, and how this time way more so than previous times. It is not a direct competition. Like Xbox is is marching to the beat of their own drum. PlayStation yeah. is doing the PlayStation thing that we've seen them do, and like I think both companies are gonna have success doing that, right? Like it's, it's not it's it's not a one for one comparison in how they're operating anymore. That said, they are still in competition, right? Like as far as far as them being businesses, as far as them you know trying to get people into the ecosystem, as far as them you know trying to gain mind share and sell boxes and sell games and uh sell copies of games on their console like it's 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 still competition and to some extent it'll probably always be a competition especially when it comes to software sales and like i don't think i don't think it's inherently anti-consumer to be competitive to be a competitive business i understand the argument that playstation theoretically taking something away from the other uh audience i understand the argument that that can be anti-consumer that said I also don't know if 
like I, I feel like we're also making the, the assumption that that is what's happening here that like oh yeah no like we're giving we as playstation you could very well be like oh yeah on our console we are aligned with spider-man we have the rights we all we have a b and c we're yeah. gonna allow marvel's avengers to make use of spider-man you know because that'll be great for our console and that in that context it's not anti-consumer but there's a lot of there's a lot of assumptions that we kind of have to make because we're on the outside looking in right sure we see that one we see that one group has a thing and the other group doesn't have a thing and we're immediately like oh that's not fair but when it comes down to it like like who like we don't know the conversations but then also that competition is going to breed excellence like that is going to cause xbox to be like all right we need to one-up them you know, and like that—that that happens in ways that are welcome and ways that aren't welcome, right? The ways that we usually welcome them are, oh yeah, PlayStation's buying or PlayStation starting up a new studio, a new AAA studio, and they're gonna put out incredible games. Or you know, PlayStation's PlayStation's buying Insomniac because Insomniac did, did such a great job with Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Like that's the ways that we kind of see it and we kind of accept it. But then we have situations where it is. Uh, Xbox gets exclusive rights to Rise of the Tomb Raider, and we're like, okay, well that's shitty because Tomb Raider. The reboot came out originally a cross-platform PS3 360. So why is the why is the sequel coming out on one platform? That's shitty. Or on the other hand, right, Street Fighter V being exclusive on PlayStation. Like we see situations like that, and it feels like they are taking things away from a certain audience. And I understand, I understand that, how from that perspective that feels anti-consumer. And that's exactly. And that's I back to it, right? Of like being anti-consumer, not favorable to consumers, right? Like I think it's anti-Xbox consumer, anti-PC consumer, right? Pro mm-hmm. PlayStation consumer. And again, I know that like it's I totally get the counter argument of that. No, well, they're forcing people into this situation, right? Like they're doing all this stuff, but just because Phil Spencer throws up his hands and goes, I don't want to compete this way. Doesn't mean PlayStation has to follow suit, right? In PlayStation to their shareholders, to their company, and to some extent their audience, right? They want to make sure that they are fucking unrivaled this next generation. They want to make sure they continue this unabashed success of the PlayStation four throughout. So I think them being anti Xbox consumer, and then Xbox being pro gamer, period. Like I always talk about this, right? Where, you know, even if you don't want to own an Xbox next time around, when xCloud drops with uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate next next month, right? From here on out, it just doesn't matter. If there's a great Xbox exclusive, then for that one month, pay for it and play it on xCloud on your phone, on your computer, on whatever. You know, like that's how mm-hmm. they've set their system up, which is a fucking awesome move and an awesome experience for everybody and hopefully gets people to go buy that but like again make no bones about it they pivoted to being pro consumer pro gamer all across all platforms because they needed to make up ground against playstation and so now it's one of those now it is a literal that we always talk about you know people being a full hot air on the internet right and not ever living up to their word right for everybody who's been out of shape about this is this were they going to play avengers already and did, is this move enough for, of an annoyance for them who are mad about it to go, fuck you, I'm playing on an Xbox now. I won't do this. I won't play ball with you. I will buy it over there. You know, I, I just don't. I think it's actually from what we're actually seeing. Most people I'm seeing are p- saying either that they are right, final. No, I shouldn't say that. The very small amount of people I'm seeing are saying, well, I'll go play it. On, I'm going to whatever. I'll follow. I don't have the game yet. I have no vested anything yet. I'll play it on PlayStation 4 instead. Right. And then plenty of people are being like, this fucking sucks. But also this game looks like ass. I was never going to play it. It's like, well, yeah. How much does your opinion in the matter count then? Because PlayStation is just looking for the dollars from it. Yeah. To the argument of that, that I'm, I'm making of like competition breeds excellence. Right. We look yeah. at this whole conversation kind of sparked from the Xbox side, how they've been making such pro-consumer decisions. When you look at, okay, yeah, you can use your Xbox controller 
on 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 whatever system, right? Your Xbox One controller on the, yeah. the um, Xbox Series X, for example. Uh, you can do that. You have Game Pass, which is the the best deal in gaming, right? You have XCloud. You have a bunch of things that are lending toward being very pro consumer, and that is the that, like that is the vision that Xbox has going forward right now. That is all stuff that is that is that is all a result of competition breeding excellence, right? That is the result of PlayStation. And this is gonna make me sound like a like I'm taking the side of I'm waving the PlayStation flag, which I don't mean to, but like that is a result of PlayStation beating Xbox's ass in twenty thirteen, right? Toward the launch yeah. of the PS4 and Xbox One. If if place if the PS4 wasn't the success that it was, especially compared to the Xbox, that doesn't then that then doesn't um uh you know lend move Xbox to yeah, move the needle and figure out how to make big decisions to change the way they're doing things to try and gain ground. Right. Yeah, Xbox Game Pass right now, if Xbox Game Pass is a big enough success and what they're doing with their platform is a big enough success for uh, PlayStation to look over and be like, oh, wow, they're making a ton of money off this. And oh, wow, they are making our audience get angry or oh, wow, like they're doing X, Y and Z. Like PlayStation is going to is going to make moves that are going to be good for the audience. Like it is a back totally. and forth situation. And even and Nintendo is involved in this. And think about it this way, too. Like, it, again, Xbox got hungry and I'd say crazy in the in a good way, right? And started making non-video game industry moves up until this point. Again, because they needed to compete and they couldn't compete with games, so they're competing with services and they're gonna make they're gonna be the best place place to play, right? Mm-hmm. I think you look over across the aisle at what PlayStation's doing, and it's what you're talking about, competition, breeding excellence, right? And challenging each other. The fact that Xbox is trying to make up ground with all this Xbox Game Pass, we keep looking at PlayStation and going, well, what does this mean for PlayStation now? What does this mean for PlayStation Plus? What is, are, how do they respond to this, or do they respond? And once they see Xbox have enough heat on them, they will for sure. But in that argument right now, PlayStation would still come out, if there was an E3, right? And this was, had happened before then, or if they were going to do another press conference, they would come out and be like, pounding their chest that like this spider-man thing is good for playstation gamers because it is like I, it, if you are mm-hmm. are as somebody who is already going to buy it on playstation who is already stoked to play it on playstation not to mention even though we were like oh man did this leak earlier or whatever this is calculated fucking marketing because remember yeah. of course monday this is dropping hey spider-man is coming exclusively to playstation and guess what if you want to play avengers come friday you can only play avengers if you pre-ordered it on playstation like Maybe this got out early. I doubt it. Maybe they're going to do something at State of Play about it. I doubt it. But all of that said, this is very much a planned beat so that you, if you were on the fence and you're like, oh, man, I really want to play that beta, but I'm going to play it on Xbox. So I'll wait a weekend. And now you find out you can only get Spider-Man here. You go, fuck, well, I'm going to do it this weekend and go in there and play the fucking beta on PlayStation. Like, this is, this is PlayStation trying to... It's weird. Xbox, I feel like, is trying to make a play for all gamers because they want you to come play on Xbox because they need people to come play on Xbox. And PlayStation is very much like, we're going to do stuff for PlayStation players and we're going to make sure that nobody else gets this stuff. And then how that shakes out depends on who you are. Like Steve Saylor, the blind gamer who wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, hey, Greg and Bless, in response to your question, is PlayStation anti-consumer? I, as far as I am concerned, yes. More in response to the DualShock 4 and uh, the PS5 from an accessibility angle. Uh, With the PS5 disabled players who were hoping that there would be something Sony would announce to assure disabled players that were part of their plans. Uh, Similar to Microsoft has done by announcing their adaptive controller be compatible with the Series X, their internal push for more accessibility, etc. However, with the DualSense having features that can can potentially be not accessible, 
i.e. haptic trigger slash feedback, it being heavier than the PS4, etc. Uh, it is concerning that for those players who find the DualShock 4 controller more comfortable uh, might find the DualSense uh, may add barriers for them to play. Now that the DualSense, uh, DualShock 4 uh, won't be compatible with PlayStation 5 games, uh, this just further excludes more players from enjoying the next gen uh, from Sony. I know you both... Oh, I'm sorry. I know you both know how important accessibility is, so no question from me on my from me, my end for discussion. Just wanted to share thoughts from an accessibility community uh, so that people are aware. That's a really interesting one, right? We've yeah. been so hung up on Spider-Man, we haven't talked too much about the controller thing. Uh, and I think that's obviously a big part of this equation today coming out of what is and isn't going to work with it, right? And so that PlayStation 5 games won't support the DualShock 4. However, PlayStation 4 games on PS5 will support the DualShock 4. And the Pulse headset, right? It, it, it'll work if it's wired, but like the app won't work. But that the wording of it kind of sounded like maybe they'll make a new app for the PlayStation 5. I digress. Let's just focus on the controllers here. Again, you want to compare it to Xbox. Again, you want to compare it to fucking the Switch, right? Who's like, how the fuck do you want to play Mario Kart? You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. plugging all this crap. Like, and they, the Wii did that too, or Wii U did that too, right? I'm not gonna, yeah, right? There's a million different configurations for the Switch. And then, oh yeah, but no, yeah, yeah, you can do the, I'm not a Nintendo guy and I never, I didn't use the Wii U, but you know what I'm saying? Like Mario Kart allows for a million different things or Smash or whatever. Yeah. They use your old controllers. I'm, I digress. Like, it's another one here where this one, I'm not saying I don't get it, but I, I don't appreciate it as much. You know what I mean? Because again, how many games do we see in the outside of the launch window that really take the bells and whistles and gyroscopes and whatever speaker you're putting in? How many of those make that a crucial? The game does not work without this function. Like, I understand if I have to hear about the fucking bowstring one more time with haptic feedback on the triggers, right? But like, I, but like when you pull the trigger, though, it feels I like you're pulling back the string. I understand the tension and the gravel and the mud and this, that. It's like, but come on. Like, really? You're telling me that we can't have a boiled down DualShock 4 mode in these things that understands it's a DualShock 4 but and I'm just like, going to let you go? I So... I'm, under, I'm of a few minds. One, I 100% agree with, with Steve Saylor and, and what he's getting at. Uh, and I, I want to point out also in the the the, uh, the blog post where they talk about peripherals, they mentioned that specialty peripherals uh, such as licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and flight sticks will work uh, with PS5 games and supported PS4 games. And I don't know if that includes any sort of like... Um, like I There's not really... Any, PlayStation doesn't really have an Xbox adaptive controller on their side, no, which I think they, should. they need. They, they very yeah. well should have one. Um, or ding ding I, ding just let the xbox adaptive controller work on playstation which would be a, an amazing move um but like and i'm and i'm sure there are like certain certain uh types of ps4 controllers that would be ideal for different types of people to be able to have access to and use on the ps5 system uh and so like for what steve saylor is saying i think 100 I, I i i did what you're saying there and i agree i think in terms of PlayStation trying to usher people forward with the DualSense and make it a requirement that, yeah, for PS5 games, for the most part, like only the PS5 controller is going to work. I think that makes sense. And I, I agree with the spirit of it, of it, despite in practice, it not always like working out. The PS4 example, the PS4 for example, right? Like if it was a requirement that every PS4 game had to work with the, the PS3 controller. One, I think that adds in a lot of extra work for devs to like make sure that uh you know you're you're not leaving out that controller if you if 
for example, you're the Witcher 3 and swipe up is to bring up your map, right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, mm-hmm. how do I do that on my P- on the PS3 controller? Or like if there's functions that you have with the, the light bar and like the way you know that police are coming after you is if the light bar is flashing red and blue, stuff like that. Sure, sure. Then it's like, all right, how do I retrofit that with the previous thing? I could see that being the case in terms of like, all right, yeah, we don't want to give developers extra work and we want to encourage them to take advantage of the features that are exclusive exclusive to this controller. In spirit, I really like that. In practice, never really does does work like that, especially because, or go for it. For this one in particular, right? Like I understand 100% what you're saying uh, about the DualShock 3 working on a PlayStation 4 and if there was swiping or light bars or any of that jazz, right? Mm -hmm. For the DualSense being an evolution of the DualShock 4, and granted, I am not Jeff Keighley. I have not, held it i have not done anything with it also real quick i want to point out i text in the middle of this uh, to make sure uh steven spawn over at able gamers reports that yes the adaptive controller does work with the playstation 4 with a titan oh. 2 adapter i'm not sure what a titan 2 adapter is so there is a way okay. to do it i think natively is what i'm saying so just to not get eaten alive in the comments but natively it'd be awesome if they were just like usb plug it in mm-hmm. um sorry i digress um it's this argument of like the dual sense is just an evolution i haven't held it i don't know i haven't played games with it but I really doubt that I'm going to hold it and use it and be like, wow, this just wouldn't be possible with the DualShock 4. Now, granted, the haptic feedback on the control, the the triggers and all the jokes I'm making, but like maybe those are like that is, you know, well, it's pressure sensitive and this, that, and the other. So you wouldn't get that on the DualShock 4, blah, blah, blah. I guess. But I just feel like even for your point of like, oh, we'll take advantage of it. Of course. And I think that it goes without saying that if I'm buying a PlayStation 5, and I open it up, I'm going to want to use the new controller. I'm going to want the best experience. I'm going to feel the rumble in it when I'm playing whatever launch games I have and eventually when I play Horizon and stuff like that. I'm talking, though, about, man, the overcooked next-gen version just dropped. I don't want to go out and buy three more dual senses at launch. That's a lot of money. Why not let me use my DualShock 4 for something like that? It's always the little brother controller, right, of, like, your friend's coming over and you want that they want to be able to play something with you. And I And I know that, like, again, like, that's this is how it's always been and this is how playstation's always going to have it you know what i mean like th- this is just how they're going with it. i think the, yeah. dan likes everything right said to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to answer this question says i think it's less that they're anti-consumer and more they're sticking with what has worked uh they're focusing on a powerful machine and a big and big first party games and third party exclusive deals and assuming that will carry them without having to make the pro- progressive moves that microsoft has to push the industry forward as a result they're absolutely making anti-consumer moves i just don't think they're they're as nefarious as anti-consumer sounds sony's on top of the mountain but as a result uh they can just ignore everything microsoft is doing right up until they actually have to take it on the chin with what in a way that matters and that's back to what we've been saying right yeah and i i think that kind of falls into the idea that i think you could make the argument that playstation compared to xbox isn't making the innovative future-looking moves um like sometimes it feels like xbox on their side is is living in in 3008 right and playstation is in 2008 you know what i mean oh wow okay okay you went the whole you went the whole way with it all right yeah i went all i went all the way the boom boom power reference um that's a great song it is a great song they need to put out like a um remember that like like, one of the least successful game over greg shows of all time when andy wanted to recast the black eyed piece I don't think I watched that one. No, not not many wait, people did. Wait, a lot, no, lot I did. I do rem- I, no, I remember this actually. No, that was a great one. I like that one. Because, yeah, it was great. It was great, but it was just like nobody cared. You know what I mean? The black yeah. eyed piece. I think, a, that point. I, I think that's a great idea. We need to, we need to figure out a PlayStation version of that. 
we recast the PlayStation the, the Battle Royale. Oh yeah, no, that'd be that'd be a good one. I was gonna say I was gonna say recast PlayStation executives. We gotta find new ones. Who are you putting up there as like no, the never, new Shuhei Yoshida? The new, no, there's only one Shu. When 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 Shu decides to hang it all up, that's when he closed PlayStation. Uh, I totally forgot what I was getting at. I totally forgot the point I was making. Uh, we were having a good time. I was arguing yeah. about all this stuff. It was off of the right sticking Uh-oh. with the what's worked thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, in terms of companies being forward-looking, I think yeah. that kind of falls into this, too, where PlayStation is very much going by what has happened, like, what they've done and what is what has worked for them, right? And so PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4, each of those each of those systems got new controllers. None of those systems allowed you to carry forward the previous controllers to the new system. Um, I think actually, I feel like I'm making that statement too strongly. Could you play PS2 games with a PS1 controller? No, because no, you couldn't, right? Yeah, you remember that or, you still had the weird plug, the the proprietary yes. plug for controllers on. Yes. What I'm thinking oh, of is wait, the fact that wait, I, wait, wait, wait. Well, I see what you're saying. PS1 to I, PS2. Oh, I'm thinking of. You wouldn't be able to play PS. You can't because I had I had a PS one and I had a PS two and I didn't. Maybe I did trade in the PS one though. Fuck. No, I didn't. I bought it straight. I don't. I don't remember ever having my gray one plugged in. But like, even if even if you could plug in, it would be to play PS one games. You would not be able to play PS two games with the PS one controller. Um, I'm thinking of a memory card. I think maybe it possibly those did plug in, but those yes, you could take a PS one memory card and put into a PS two, but you could only save PS one stuff to it. You could save PS two stuff to it. That's what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so. You've not been able to do that historically with PlayStation, and so for I think I think this is very much a thing of like if it ain't broke, don't don't fix it, right? Like if it's been working for us in terms of carrying forward a new system, in terms of us selling hardware, because like that's a big factor into this too. The fact that they want to be able to sell Dual Sense controllers that is going to be that's going to be a lot of money for them, getting people to, to buy into that. You know, like that's how things have been and that's how they feel like they should continue to operate. And so far, it's not bit them in the ass. So far, people have not been outraged about it because there's not really been reason to but since this time around xbox is making moves i feel like it's more it's more of a visible thing and i i'm i'm curious to see next time around ps5 to ps6 is this a thing of the past is that when they're finally like all right we're in the future people are doing things differently now let us do it let let us do things differently um but right now is not that time Mm, no it's interesting it's just such a weird weird intersection of two different two companies, one being very traditional and one being very modern, and how does that work mm-hmm. out? And again, as I say a, a lot of times in this industry, I think it's a much ado about nothing situation where I don't think that this is going to have this won't have major ramifications on PlayStation in a negative way. I don't think you're going to see a mass exodus of people being like, "I have to buy another controller." I'm not buying a PlayStation Five, right? Yeah, like, how dare they? We're all in on next gen, right? I think a lot of us are buying two consoles. A lot of us are going to buy playstations and i i just i don't know i i think it's more interesting in the avengers debate of if this your love of spider-man is enough to push you over the edge and make you go oh well fuck i was going to play it somewhere else but i'll play it here instead i mean it's the same thing with uh death loop and ghostwire tokyo right like those those, those kind of factor into this conversation because those games were yeah. announced at bethesda's e3 last year i want to say um yeah it's been a year uh those games were, were announced last year at that e3 and then you know, this June, though they were announced as launch exclusives for PlayStation Five, and like, well, not I'm launch surprised. exclusives, right? They're just, they're just, they are exclusives. Wait, are they just Ghost, exclusives? Ghostwire is not coming in launch, remember? Because that's on the oh, oh you're right, the league, and that's you're definitely right. not there. And I think Deathloop isn't either. I guess. Well, also, while I'm here, it isn't. Yeah, Deathloop is this year. Okay, 
uh, also while I have you and I'm thinking of, well, for sure, Ghostwire. And then uh, yeah. it turns out you could use your PS1 controllers, at least for some games on PS2. Really? Yeah. That's really, that's really interesting. Um, but like when Ghostwire Tokyo comes out, and this might be a thing for me to look up uh, because there are a lot of games that are announced during that June thing. But when it comes out, though, it's going it, to be it's. It's going to be exclusive to PlayStation at first, right? Before it comes to Xbox. Yes. I mean, it's definitely right. exclusive. I can't remember if they said it's a console launcher, if it's just exclusive, exclusive now. Let's see what I got for you here. Yeah, I want to, I, I want to know. Because I feel like that should have caused more of an uproar. Because that is directly analogous to the Tomb Raider thing. Almost. Or maybe not directly analogous, but that's yeah, somewhat but it's analogous. Not, it's, it, mm, yeah. Right now, it's just, Raider just one PlayStation was... 5 Windows. Interesting. Uh, game is set to be, yeah. But then, like, for me, it all it all comes back to competition and business, and you know, I don't know. I'm I'm pers- I'm personally okay with this. Okay, here AndroidCentral.com says for now, Ghostwire Tokyo has been announced as a PlayStation Five console exclusive. Period. It'll only be available on PS Five and PC for a limited time before presumably being available on the Xbox Series X at a later date. Okay, but that's just where you get that information. You know what I mean? I mean, I. Yeah, it must be again. This is we're so far removed that they they were putting them. Yeah, okay, here you go. Here's Eurogamer. Eurogamer's got it better. Deathloop and Ghost Ghostwire Tokyo are timed PS5 exclusives. As part okay. of this evening's PlayStation 5 reveal event, we got a proper look at upcoming titles: Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, and uh, a little bit of extra news regarding their releases, as both titles will make their console debuts on PlayStation 5. Uh, both are published there. Blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you can figure after the debut it'll be out. It's like it's back to what I'm talking about of like the way exclusives are now. Where I think yeah. even like something like, you know, we've talked about it on the show, but to bring it up again, like we're doing the league. We have all these games picked, right? I picked Carrion, Carrion. I can never get it right. Carrion. When Carrion. Uh, it got announced and it was like platform ambiguous. And now we're to the point that it's getting reviews, right? But of course, it's only out on what PC, uh, Xbox, Game Pass and Switch. Switch. Yeah. And so it's like that thing of like, all right, cool. I'm going to let it ride. I'm going to let it ride because I, I think uh, how long is that exclusivity deal? Man? Is it going to be at the in the fall? Is it going to be in December that it comes to PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5? I'm going to let that ride on out and either we get to the end of the year and I'm fucked and we have to manually subtract the points or I'm right and I get those points. But that's how little I believe in exclusivity anymore in terms I mean, of how it that's a fair point. Out. Like Hellblade and uh, or even a better example, I think was, would be Inside. Inside came out on Xbox and then came came out on PlayStation like a month later. Yeah, uh, and, and it was after you know, Limbo was the opposite, right? Where Limbo came to Xbox as an exclusive and was exclusive forever, and then finally came to PlayStation. And I'm sure they saw such awesome sales on it that they were like, "Fuck this, we're never doing this again." Let alone the fact that Xbox was in a different position by the time we got to that part of the war of PlayStation uh, Four versus Xbox One. But yeah, like I think exclusivities are or exclusives are a deal and like they're a part of people trying to fund their games and keep things going and especially for indies not maybe so much for square enix and marvel but it is a way to you know pad this and make this game more successful and again to make up probably uh money that you lost by delays or whatever and all these different things and so i don't buy that spider-man is going to be exclusive forever i just don't i refuse to and i won't all right all right um let me see if there's any like i said so many good responses we've brought in a uh, this one comes from uh pargat singh who says is it anti-consumer to make your console better playstation's duty is to playstation owners and they're making me quite happy also my favorite games from the generation are all playstation 4 exclusives as long as the marketing is clear up front there's no issue with sony wanting to incentivize people to get their box which again is back to the point we were making right i think it's pro playstation consumer anti xbox pc consumer (laughs) and that's you know part of business which again 
I, I wish everything was free and I wish, you know, you could get your hands on everything. And I wish, you know, people didn't need to mortgage their house to make games and do all these different things. But like, we are in a place where even though this is, you know, art, it is entertainment. It is also a business and people need to turn profits and, you know, the more successful the profits, the more successful in the seeing it's back to what you're talking about. Blessing to see that reinvested then in first parties to see that reinvested in more exclusives and all these other things going on here. Uh, Alex Rudin, I like this one too. I think calling them anti-consumer over a couple of questionable calls is a bit extreme. I'll say up front that I think the Spider-Man exclusive sucks bad. <laughs> My brother is an Xbox gamer and this news brought his hype levels way down, but anti-consumer is way too harsh a term for that. I would describe that term to a company like Comcast, which actively doesn't have to actively doesn't have to give a shit about their customer service or product quality because in many areas they have a monopoly or duopoly. Uh, as a result, they constantly leave you hanging on customer service issues, overcharge you, etc. PlayStation, on the other hand, is actually giving its customers a better product uh, here than it would they would find on the other consoles. This is simply them competing for your business, which is not anti-consumer. Again, I don't approve of this move at all, but I'm super, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm super bummed for my Xbox friends, but we shouldn't jump to extremes. I don't I agree. know. I was going like, to say, but the, not jumping to extremes is not what the internet's good at. So I don't, can't, I can't back in. Yeah. In the sense that like we're, when it comes, when it comes down to it, we're talking about video games, right? We're not talking yeah. about people's livelihood or utilities or like, I mean, video games are a big business, but we're not talking about like oil or, or sure. Like so your point, these are luxury items exactly you know what i mean which um, isn't I, and I know that sucks because we all love games and we want them and they're a part of our lives and a daily thing yeah yeah but it's back to this point of like yeah we're it's not that we're not getting food or something exactly mm-hmm mm-hmm i'm trying to see if anybody else had a different opinion on toss in here we get in with arcwing how about that let's do it arcwing writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says to the question of is playstation anti-consumer i think recently yes in my opinion, DualShock 4s should work on PlayStation 5 games. The DualShock 4 and DualSense both have the same button layout, so control-wise, games should not have any problems. Also, I realistically do not see devs using all the features of the DualSense to its full potential. Features like the light bar, the touchpad, the gyro, and the speakers were hardly used in the DualShock 4. I see the same thing happening with the DualSense. With Spider-Man being exclusive to PlayStation in Marvel's Avengers, I also think it's a pretty shitty move. Spider-Man is one of the most popular Marvel heroes and him not being in the game. I'm sorry, him not being in the game on other platforms just creates feeling that I'm getting less if I play on another platform. Also, this could negatively affect crossplay if it ever comes. But that's the point. <laughs> that's yeah. why PlayStation's doing it is because he's so popular. And again, it's business. And yeah, it sucks if you're an Xbox person. But if you're firmly in the PlayStation camp, this is what they want to do for you. So blessing. Final right. answer. Is PlayStation anti-consumer? To be determined. Ooh! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, not really. Like with, within the, the these this this specific context, I'm gonna say not really. I'm gonna say I, I get it. You know, I I I'm gonna point back to the fact that competition breeds excellence, and like, yeah, you're a big gaming company. You're you're one of the big three. You want you want to get exclusives on your platform, mm -hmm. uh, and that includes exclusive content for big games. And so, uh, I get it. I think it's more of a question for what is Crystal Dynamics doing with all this? Like, why? What? Like, what does the game look like with this deal in place? That is that is more where my curiosity lies. Yeah, uh, I mean, my answer is PlayStation anti-consumer. No, I think that they're still playing the game and being the business that they've been forever and i don't think you can sit there and be i think you know i think we get so dialed up and talk about a console war it never was a console war it was 
business. It was competition. Mm-hmm. And to have Phil Spencer out in front of Xbox being like, yeah, exclusives are dumb and we don't want to do, we won't do them anymore is an awesome move if you think that's is an awesome move period i i think that is cool i think that's a you know something you don't hear from often i think that uh that should speak to a lot of people looking at going man like maybe i should give xbox another shot maybe i should look into being a part of their ecosystem maybe i should do this but i don't think you can turn around and then look at playstation be like well why aren't you doing it like why epic game store why are you still doing exclusives why like that's how this is that's what business is and so yeah if you're a huge Spider-Man fan and you were trying to play this on Xbox, that sucks. That royally, royally sucks. I still don't buy that it'll be exclusive forever, but I also don't think PlayStation's doing anything wrong. I don't think they're anti-consumer. I think they're uh, pro-PlayStation consumer, which makes them, an- <laughs> I guess, anti-Xbox and uh, PC consumers. <laughs> Blessing. Greg. Let's move on. But while you read this part, because I can see what you're about to read, I'm yeah. going to run and get a can of iced coffee I forgot that I bought like two weeks ago. Ooh, I'm going to enjoy that, right? Do your thing. Let me let me, let me me get into this. And so uh, next up, I want to get into PlayStation Plicks. Plicks. PlayStation Picks, of course, this is where I highlight a few games coming to PlayStation Network uh, this week. Of course, the drop on, on uh, the PlayStation blog is dead. And so with it being dead, I'm creating my own curation system. Again, PlayStation Picks. And so... Uh, first up is a game that we all know and love are excited and are excited about. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, it's out right now. Of course, it is Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Woo-hoo! Kevin, I have a trailer that you can check out here. Uh, again, that's out Tuesday, August 4th, and it's free on PS Plus. The description from the game's website reads like this. Uh, Battle Bizarre Obstacles. Battle Bizarre Obstacles. You're battling the obstacles. You got it. Not, that's an interesting phrasing, but I like it. Battle bizarre obstacles, shove through unruly competitors, and overcome the unbending laws of physics to avoid both humiliation and elimination. Leave your dig- dignity at the door and prepare for her- hilarious failure in your quest for the crown. Greg, you excited about Fall Guys? I can't fucking wait. Uh, if you remember Man, at yeah. E3 2019, I gave it one of my uh, awards of the show, Greg Miller approved thing. Uh, I think it's so much fun. It's so goofy. It is that, you know, uh, uh, American Ninja or not Ninja. Yeah. What, you know, the game shows where you're getting hit with the big foam things. Ninja Warrior Wipeout. Wipeout. That's the one I was really trying for the whole. Um, It's that in a battle royale sense, which I think is so brilliant. Like, I'm stoked to get it. Uh, I did not participate in any of the PC betas that have happened. And I guess actually the last one with PlayStation turned out to. Uh, But I, once they said it was PlayStation Plus, I was like, oh, perfect. Like, I was going to play it and buy it anyway. But, now I'm just stoked for tomorrow to play it and get into it and get going. So far, if you mean, I know Andy's been playing a lot of it. Uh, Joey was playing with him. So is Snowbike Mike. It seems like the biggest downside is that they don't have like private matchmaking. So it is like you can't really easily team up and be in the same world uh-huh. as friends. But I do think it'll be fun just to fuck around. I'm with you. I, 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 you've talked about this before. Right? You have this idea, this uh, problem of like, how long do you think it'll be fun for? Yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is like how 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 long do I stick with it and how long do people stick with it in general? Because I think at a certain point, like the games are going to be repetitive. And I guess that comes down also to how many games are in this thing. Like how many different types of mini games and rounds are there in, in the actual um, game. And if, if, if there's enough to sustain, if there's enough to maintain excitement uh, long-term, then that's going to be awesome. But it's not a, it's not a rocket league where I feel like rocket league is one of those know. ones it where it could be it could be you don't it's know not, you keep trying though. to disqualify you don't know it's not like rocket rocket league has it's it's game down to a science where it is it's fifa like it's it's league of legends it is all right no you, like there's strategy involved there it, it you are facing off against another team mano y mano like it is it is very involved where fall guys is a party game fall guys is like you're going you're going in you're having a fun time like 
are you going to win this round? Who knows? We'll see. But you're 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 basically like you're fucking around with friends, and I think that can only be fun for so long. Um, that said, like I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a wonderful time for for however long I do play it. But whether or not I am playing this game actively still in December, I sure. don't. I don't think so. Well, here we're gonna we're gonna try giving a call to the one and only Snowbike Mike. Oh, kind of Snowbike Michael. Michael. Ah, he's offline or he's in, he's in a bad area. You know what I mean? Because I want I want. I guess Andy could. Kevin, if I add Andy to the call, will you freak out? Because remember we did it that one time and it, he didn't. We didn't even resize it. It just happened. Yeah, but was that the show with Major Nelson? Because Major Nelson left and then Andy came through, and so no, there was no, already that was a different a time. We're just adding. Okay. See, because now he's being. See, right now he's added. He's there. And like, look the the web. It didn't. It didn't As do long... it. Flip. Oh, there's a delay. <laughs> My headphones. Uh, as long oh. as he doesn't answer the video call, we're fine. Okay. Well, he's not going to answer. Period. Let's it looks see. like he's already gone back to nappy time. No, he's actually yeah. editing uh, KFA. If I know, so that's, that's no, he's sleeping. Can't. He's sleeping. He's taking a nap right now. I can right, tell. Fine, I can tell. I, I, I can yeah. Okay. It. So December. That makes sense. That's a bridge too far. I mm-hmm. I understand that. I think it's going to be fun to play i think it'll be a fun way too. of these matches are quick it'll be you know something to jump in fuck around with it's got that gang beast vibe to it like i think one right now it's gonna be fun just to fuck around with i think people have had a lot of fun streaming it and i think when they inevitably add private matchmaking so you can party up and go through and do it all to be a different story altogether. yeah i think that's gonna do a lot for it but i think in terms of longevity i feel like for that type of game or for this type of game to have like to have good longevity in terms of just people playing it, playing it together in general, like one private lobbies, but then also being able to team up in some sort of way. And this isn't that type of game. Like this isn't the type of game you would play uh, in like teams of twos or teams of threes. And I don't know, maybe I'll be wrong, but I, I just don't see it. Like I don't, I don't see people being super involved the way that people were involved in rocket league or similar sort of like multiplayer games. But again, I don't think it's that type of game either. As somebody who didn't do the betas and whatever, just played it at uh, E3 and loved it. I'm the the trophy list popped today, and Hello. so looking at, oh hey Andy, oh hey Greg, hey we're talking about Fall Guys uh, Ultimate Knockout. You've played a bunch, right? I have. I've played a bunch of it, Greg. Here's the question from somebody who will remain anonymous because I don't want to sound like he's always a wet blanket, but we'll call him wrestling, rest, wrestling, mm. wrestling. It's wrestling. Blessing. It's blessing. Just uh, okay. Yeah, what what's the longevity of Fallout Fall Fallout and Fall Guys gonna be, Andy? Is it gonna be a game everybody plays for like a week and then goes away forever? Because he uh, blessing over here keeps saying repeatedly, it can't be Rocket League. It won't be a Rocket League. There's not enough skill for it. No, I don't think it's a Rocket League. I don't think it needs to be though. I think to me, it just reminds me so much of of Smash Bros, of Mario Party. It's just getting together with your friends. I think eventually, I don't really know what they're like what's in their um, long development plan. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they plan on adding split screen, but I do think that they plan on adding custom lobbies. And I think that's where it becomes huge. I think that's where uh, your favorite streamer is streaming. And it's like, all right, everybody type in this code. Let's play fall guys. It's just such a blast. And I think adding more mini games is just going to, you know, enhance that, uh, enhance that experience. It's so much fun. I couldn't like my, chest and my face were hurting from laughing so damn much it's gotcha. it's so it's yeah. such a blast dude but I, I mean as far as longevity goes i mean i i don't know as much longevity as you know mario party does i don't think it's trying to to sort of and that's, that's my standard argument. you know yeah that that's what i'm saying is that like i think at a certain point like the thing about rocket league and even the thing about games like smash and stuff is that there's like a lot of skill involved and you're playing it with friends often and like 
there there's an amount of involvement in those games that I don't know that Fall Guys has. Like Fall Guys is very much like a I'm going in and I'm playing a game show and am I gonna win? We'll see. And we're gonna ha- we're gonna have like a lot of fun okay. with it for the time we're playing with it. But I don't know if I'm I don't for me personally, I don't know if I'm gonna keep playing this game over and over again over the months to come. Like I I'm gonna randomly come back to it when I feel like it or when I wanna uh you know kill do some time. rounds with friends at a party yeah. or kill some time. But I don't think like I don't think there's gonna be competitive fall guys or so, or like anything like that. Oh, I don't think so either. I think it reminds me so much of Chicken Horse, the like the amount of fun we've had with the ultimate chicken sure, horse where it's sure. it, it it, it reminds me so much of, um, you know, granted quarantine times and all that ju- and all that jazz. Right. But your friends come over, you have family members come over. It's like, all right, let's have fun. My nieces are here. My nephew's here. Let's jump into this random game. You've never heard of it before, but it's going to be a blast. And it's so easy to pick up. It's not a difficult game at all. That's I think that's what's mm-hmm. so awesome and accessible about it. Andy, of course, you know, you're on PS. I love you. XOXO. The place. Whoa, I thought we were just talking. No, sorry, brother. Uh, Here's my question. It comes from probably the most important part of Fall Guys. Uh, The trophy list. It posted today. I've been able to look through it. And the one trophy a lot of people are freaking out about is Infallible, which is a gold trophy that says win five episodes in a row. Damn. Oh, shit. Five episodes in a row. That is really tough because there is so much RNG. Yeah, this yeah. this game is RNG central. The first night we played, um, uh, my buddy Tucker, who I often play games with online, oh, we call him Tuck Tuck, right? Yeah, Tuck Tuck, uh, had seven wins, and he was kept popping back in my chat, being like, "Dude, I have seven wins. This is nuts." And then the next day we played, he had none, and it's just <laughs> he had all the he just happened to have all the luck that night. And even you can still be a good player, but uh. You know, you can't prevent other people from doing certain things in the game. And that's where the RNG sort of falls in line. So getting five in a row is insane. Yeah, dude. that's now uh, our buddy. Our buddy Washburn did get, I think, a wash wash three in a row. Yeah, wash wash wash. You wash. He had no wait. He had two in a row, then lost and then won another one. So I think he had like three out of five or something like that. It's pretty nuts. I don't think I, mean, I just don't see that being that super possible. Sounds yeah, that sounds like a trophy. They're going to have to patch Un- out there. Unless. Greg, that was a great moment with me and Snowbike Mike, and it was incredible. So, uh, w- one of the one of the final um, obstacle courses left, uh, and it's meant to be for like the last five to twelve players uh, sure. in the in the server. One of them, you run up sort of like the the crag in in guts, guts. Remember guts. Remember yeah, you're just yeah. running up. The, you're running up this obstacle course. There's giant shit flying at you. You got to avoid it. You got to you got to avoid all these little things trying to hit you. And then when you get to the end, you have to jump towards the crown and you have to grab it with right trigger. Sure. I was first jumped towards the crown. Didn't know you had to grab it. So I hit the fucking side of it, fell down. Somebody else won. It was such a heartbreaker. Um, and that, so the, the whole night was like, can I get a win? I don't know if I can do this. This is so hard. And then one of the final later on, me and Snowbike Mike are, are in, still in the same group. And it's I think it was me, Snowbike Mike, Joey and Alana. And uh, Joey and Alana had been eliminated. So it was just me and Snowbike Mike and two other people. And it just so happened to be that the final map was you had to capture this tail. It's almost like tag. You capture it, you steal it from them, and you got to hold it as long as possible. And you have to be the last person holding it, and you win. And it landed on that mode, but it's me and Mike. And Mike is like, Andy, I'm going to block for you, bro. And so it's me and Mike and two other randos, and these two jerks are chasing me around the obstacle course. I end up taking the tail, 
and it's a minute and a half of me running around and Mike just body blocking these dudes, grabbing them, oh ruining their day. And uh, so you, you do have to maybe have that RNG, Greg, where maybe the final maps you are with your friends and they can maybe help you or just absolutely fuck you over. Wow. Because that's happened a lot. Your friends will fuck you over. Game of the year, though. Fall Guys. I can't wait. Wow. I can't wait to play it tomorrow. Yeah, Game of the Year, Fall Guys. All right, right, thank now. you, Andy. Go back to work now. No problem. Right. <laughs> Kevin, good job. I just noticed the uh, Andy insert you had. for. I just on. added it. <laughs> like, I, I got saw it over here. Yeah, like, oh, that's really good. That's really good. Tim's, Andy saying Game of the Year is making me think, like, what does my top 10 for this year look like? Because I've not thought about it. I have not thought about it at all. And I'm like, all right, well, last year's probably in there. Think about it. Remember, you were forced to when we were voting and you tried to go uh, persona over Final Fantasy and you said Final Fantasy was your favorite game of the year. And I called you. Oh, well, yeah. And you said maybe Persona was. And then you voted Persona. And then well, the for, my, right. for my like favorite game of the year, like I thought about like I know my top three, right? Like my top three is pretty easy for me. It's Persona 5, Final Fantasy, Last of Us. But like past that, I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like Ghost is probably in there. Yeah, it is. Predator. Where's that Predator at, baby? Oh, I, I don't know if Predator makes all it. All the good times we've had. I think all the time I think, I think Fall Guys can make it in there for sure. I think Fall Guys got the more, you, you haven't even played Fall Guys yet. You think you have more fun in that than you had in Predator? I mean, yes. I, I played yes. the beta. We are muddy. You it. really like the trivia one? Is that making in there? Oh, oh trivia royale. Right no, there's too many bugs. It's too many. It crashes way too much. It's too much wrong every with year to put in there. Every year I start the year because we come off of you know the game of the year discussion in December, and I'm like, this year I'm going to keep comprehensive notes. I'm going to keep a spreadsheet. I did it once at IG, and I made it to like mid February before I stopped. So now we'll be in the same place. Game of the year voting. Oh God, Doom Eternal like, came out this year. This is the longest year ever. I forgot yeah, that game came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I am birth. I really liked. We'll see. Uh, Graveyard Greg, Keeper, PlayStation 4. A gra- Graveyard Keeper, yeah, definitely t- top 10. Uh, her story, or not her story. Telling, uh, telling, telling lies. Telling, telling lies. lies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that came out before on PC and stuff, but it's out this year hey, on PlayStation. Hey, so. you're, a, you're a true PlayStation host. If it yeah. didn't come to PlayStation, it doesn't fucking count. Exactly, and that's probably that's probably in there. Um, I have one other game though for a PlayStation picks, and so Fall Guys is the first one. But the other game I have is a game that is less well known. It's a game called The Mean Greens Plastic Warfare. This is one that's out <laughs> on Wednesday, August fifth. Kevin, please play the trailer for this one. Uh, this is from the PlayStation blog. The Mean Greens is a colorful, action-packed online third-person shooter from the perspective of toy soldiers. Join matches of up to ten players to jump shoot and roll your way to victory the game features 21 unique map layouts set in 15 locations throughout the throughout a full-scale home uh fight in close quarters wait no fight in close quarters inside a freezer or jump into a buggy and cruise along sand dunes in a sandbox wait uh bless kevin have you played this no i've not are you planning to I I might I, I I saw I watched the trailer for this one earlier. If you're getting uh, anyone week. up for it, like I'm I'm in. I'll play with you. What do you want to play, Kevin? A hundred percent. This Dude, is like I would definitely play. Like, look how childhood. cool this is. Yeah, I know this is my childhood. Fantasy. It does look cool. It does look cool. Wait, nobody asked for your opinion. I, my apologies, Kevin. I'll play this with you. All right, one hundred percent. Greg, come Capler, in, and join Capler, us. Come on, yeah, 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 get in here. Greg, jump in. I remember Army Men, Sergeant Heroes, and Army Men 3D, and all that jazz. I put me yeah. and Poe play this. I remember, I remember playing an Army Man game on N64. I can't remember what it was called. Is that DiGiorno? Um, Wait, did you say Poe going to play too? No, he I said Poe. No, well, there's no way. I mean, he's got a PS4, you know what I mean? I, I got a bunch of doctor questions I need to ask someone. There's this thing growing I on my back that I don't want to talk about with you. But, you know, sure, but yeah. Poe's not a real doctor, right? 
like, well, he's not. He's a doctor of criminal. He's not a medical theology. doctor. Yeah, exactly. Okay. He couldn't prescribe you medicine. I was looking for a drug, and I just came up with nothing. I had to say medicine. Can't prescribe you Advil. Hey, Poe, it's Greg Miller. You're on PS. I love you, XOXO, with Blessing and Kevin. Uh, you can only hear me though, because of the fact that it's a pandemic and all that. Hey, Bo, what's uh, going on? There is a game coming out. What's it called? What's the, what's it called? The Mean Greens. The Mean Plastic Greens. Warfare. Plastic Warfare is coming out, and it looks a lot like Army Men, like we used to play when we were in high school slash junior high. You remember that game? Vaguely? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin wanted me to invite you to play with us, and I said you wouldn't have time, and this isn't the kind of game I would make you play. But he still wanted me to call and ask you if you want to come play the Mean Greens Plastic Warfare with us on PlayStation 4. When when is that? Like now? or? Like- nah, it comes out Wednesday, so we got time still. And I really don't think uh, they're going to play it that much. But Okay, well, I, I, am, I do have some time. Uh, Jack's on, uh, uh, on vacation. So, okay. So, yeah. I could, I could probably squeeze in a little time. All right. We'll get you a code then. Mean Greens is happening. Thank you, Poe. We'll talk to you later. No problem. Bye. Nah, I this is going to be a great time. Greens with fucking air. God damn it. This is going to be a great time. I know I we have pl- plans for Friday, uh, our li- live stream, but maybe we just punt those. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> stream will Mean Greens live. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Mean Greens, plastic warfare has got to happen. Uh, and then lastly, we got uh, some PlayStation updates for you. Uh, a state of play is coming. They announced it today. Uh, the PlayStation blog writes, uh, State of Play returns this Thursday with a focus on third-party published games coming to PS4 and PSVR. We have a few PS5 game updates on third-party and indie titles you last saw in June's PS5 showcase. The episode is weighing in at 40-plus minutes. We've got a great lineup in store featuring plenty of new gameplay footage and other game updates. And just to be super clear, there will be no PlayStation Studios updates in Thursday's episode. There won't be any any updates around hardware, business, pre-orders, or dates either. On Thursday, our focus is squarely on showcasing some cool upcoming games coming to the broader PlayStation ecosystem. Greg, what do you expect from this state of play? Um, I expect to get a lot of updates on games we care about and then the internet to be super fucking pissy and bitchy about it. And that's what I expect. I expect yeah, it to be PlayStation's it. done their best to be like, hey, we're doing this. And um, it is, I don't want to say I don't understand why you still have games to sell. There's still things happening. There's still this, but it's not going to be. It sounds like what people want. People want the hotness. How much is this box going to cost? When are we getting it? When can we pre-order it? And the fact they're going out of their way to say that won't be what this is, I don't think ends well for them. The only the way they save it, I think, is they do this whole thing. Give us the medicine. Go through. Talk about all the stuff you want to. And then at the very end, say, we're revealing everything on this day. You know, as part of Gamescom One Night Live or whatever the hell, like, do that. See, I feel like checking the temperature. I feel like I'm the person that is the most excited about this event coming up. Like, I, I, I I'm not not I'm excited about it. Like, it. I always like seeing what people have to say for these. Kind of yeah. Things. But even still, I'm like, I, I feel like my expectations might be too high because like seeing this, I'm like, okay, cool. We're gonna get we're gonna get probably some more Assassin's Creed, maybe some Watch Dogs Legions, we're gonna get maybe a Call of Duty, we're gonna get some bug snacks info. Where, where, oh god. Where is fucking Call of Duty? We've talked about that a lot too, right? Exactly. And I feel like August it, it has to show up. Like we have to start seeing it. And Call of Duty, of course, is usually aligned on the marketing side with PlayStation. And so I feel like it makes sense, especially if you're gonna do like a Call of Duty reveal for current gen slash next gen like i i feel like now's the time if not now then probably at whatever the bigger thing is where you do like price and all that stuff but you know why not now bug snacks you know the pathless i expect to see some things like i think it's gonna be a good mix well, of like uh, jet the far shore right jet like, the far shore is that we, this year we've only seen that trailer or i think it is right i thought it was when they announced it oh yeah, yeah you're right you're right holiday 2020 yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But you feel like you got to say something more about that. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, state of play return. Focus on, I mean, PSVR. I'm stoked for that. What do we got? Oh, Ooh, I know nobody gives question. a shit but me, but give me some Iron Man DLC. Give me a patch that improves the load times and a bunch of Iron Man DLC. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what else, like, what other, like, VR things that could, they could bust out. But, like, I'm looking at the PlayStation Indies page they have on their website which i love yeah. because there's like a they have a good view of the actual indie games coming to playstation and, and um, i'm kind of excited about where they're going with it but where the heart is right is another one where like they could they could give us a, a better look at that game um and scrolling through there's like there's so much that they could talk about in terms of like the indie games that they've already announced and probably new ones that uh they'll want to announce and so looking forward to it yeah yeah, and I, I'm I don't I don't mean to make it sound like I'm down on it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they have and what they update. I just my expectations are shit we've seen before or PSVR yeah. games I don't know anything about that I'm gonna be excited about or interested in. But I'm not I you know, I, I I'm I I am prepared for the internet to be so fucking mad about this. Definitely. And that's that's where I'm at with it. Yeah, I feel you there. All right, Blessing. Okay. That's it before for knows. I know it is. I'm talking now. All right. Kevin, mute his mic while he drinks that glass of pee. Um, I don't know that this I can... the... Oh, I did it's it. Ice... Yeah, there you go. He's muted. He... It's ice pee? Ahead. They can hear. I can hear you. You can't hear no. Whatever. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your ad. And we're... this ad, this episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by PS I Love You XOXO. What the fuck, guys? For 13 fucking years, I've covered PlayStation. It's what you all know me for. You come to the PSXs back in the day, you get the signatures, yell beyond at me at the str- on the street. I love it. It's great. We're fantastic. We've built an amazing community. Someone out there, can someone out there fucking explain to me how the Kind of Funny Xcast is getting more views on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games than PS I Love You XOXO? I haven't bothered to go in and check the downloads on the MP3. I assume we're beating them there. Everybody grew up on Beyond being an audio podcast, so you all fucking listen to the audio. Great for you. Good for you fucking it's time to put it aside for a second ladies and gentlemen we've played too nice with these xbox people these xbots get your ass over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games everybody and just fucking press play on ps i love you xoxo all right snowbike mike gary with alana pierce these people are just gonna walk in to the business i fucking built with my bare hands and they're gonna come in and just be like guess what i'm snowbike mike gatorade get hype and you guys are like here you go sixty thousand fucking views on this episode Help me out. I know you. I know what you're saying, Greg. I, you're driving your car right now. I'm very busy. I listen while I drive the car. I'm asking you when you get home, walk into your computer, say hi to the wife or the partner, whoever. Walk in to the computer room, turn on the computer, go to YouTube.com/slash/GameOverGreggy and just press. Or no, yeah, that still works actually. And then press play on fucking PS. I love you, XOXO. It's easy. That's it. It's a, we have to fight for everything right now, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You're going to come in here and tell me that? You know what I mean? You're going to tell me that's that's more? I can't do it anymore. I just can't. Sort your fucking life out, everybody. Kevin, unmute Blessing if he hasn't already been unmuted. I'll fucking know what's going on. Blessing. That was powerful. I, somebody's got to rally the troops here. Greg. You know what I mean? No, I you did it. I believe it. I believe one more fucking pompous British text about it. I won't do it. Talk to uh, Oi, Governor. Talk to Brie Lawson today, and we got more views than you. Hang on. I mean, get out of here. Get out of here, Gary. Go back to the channel. Blessing. When do you think I'm going to get invited to animal animal talking? He invited uh, Kevin. 
and then yeah, Kevin never that. came, and I then he that. pivoted and invited Barrett. I don't think he understands that you play Animal Crossing because he keeps inviting people kind of funny that don't play Animal Crossing. Do I have to buy? Granted, Animal you played Crossing? an hour of it. Do you have a? Do any? Of you I have played a five cartridge? hours. What, what I think would be the easiest. No, the easiest thing to do, Kevin, would be how they fake it on the show a lot, where I just like make that. my character look like you for the night, and then I'll go over there and control him. I'll be the no, puppeteer. See, here's the thing. I, I definitely want to be in control of my character. You know what I mean? Wow, you think I would do bad things with you? Blessing, what have you been playing? <laughs> well, before we actually get there, Kevin, uh, this is actually a secret I've been keeping, um, because I've, I've really been enjoying the, 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 the bit of uh gary witta getting on you for rejecting uh animal crossing i too also turned down animal crossing because he invited me on my day off and i was like "Ooh, i really need this day off because this is like the week after off? like i was on oh this was, i remember i remember yeah, yeah this is like back in june when i was on like sure, three shows sure. a, 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 a week uh, and i was doing a whole bunch of stuff and i Damn. needed that monday and so i was like "Ooh, i don't know if i can show up on that monday um but but kevin me and you we can storm animal talking like we can make this a thing we can like do like the kind of funny uh, Take takeover. Yeah. yeah. Bring Barrett with us. Bring Barrett with us. Huh? Huh? He can't stop us. Coming right? like the NWO. I feel you know? like he could stop us. Then you, you can even kind make, of funny order. Make yeah, make custom NWO shirts come in there and fuck shit oh. up. Oh. I like this. I mean, I'm always down to like bring in some of the destruction. You know that. Nobody tell Gary Witta this. Nobody, nobody leak a word to Gary Witta. Um, we're gonna break into his animal talking island i don't know if that's a thing you can do in animal crossing i assume well no but remember we got we got people on the inside we got nicker vision right we put ding dong xl on the goddamn map all right so he better let you guys in there to screw around exactly and we all know leah's really the one with who's actually pulling the strings over there she'll let you in and if not, we one up him. I know where Gary lives. We crash the actual set. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, we go to his actual house. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> I don't think we can do that in Corona times, but, I mean, that's an interesting idea. Blessing, what have you been playing? Jesus Christ, help. <laughs> I, I, so I started playing Cuphead because Cuphead came out hmm. uh, this last week on PlayStation. Not, what is your uh, uh, your level of Cuphead this year? Are you one of the people who did you have you always played Cuphead or is this your first? Oh time? yeah, no, I, I I played it when it came to Xbox. I absolutely adored it, but I never beat it because I got to a level that was really hard. And I feel like I've I've said this story like ten times on kind of funny since I got hired. But sure. I got to the well, boss, which was the, kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I got to the boss, which was the dragon with three heads, and I got there and I was like, I cannot do this, and I I stopped there. Um, but I adore I adore that game. I think that game is absolutely incredible. And so when it came to PlayStation, uh, I started playing it, and I've been having a good time with it. Uh, I. I'm in the place where I don't know what is the perfect control scheme for that game because mm. I I never liked the default control scheme and when I played on Xbox I changed it uh, and I I could just I could just turn on my Xbox to like remind myself what it was but when I when I was playing when I turned it on, on PlayStation I was like okay I think this was this oh but this would work better here all right I'm gonna do L2 to dodge but then R2 to shoot all right cool then my special triangle like i switch things all around and that's the struggle i'm having right now is like i'm making progress through it i'm like four four or five bosses in and like i can't get the game to feel perfect but like i know there's i know i know i know there's a perfect control scheme out there because i had it if you just keep working on it you can yeah and so that's kind of where i'm at right now i'm enjoying it i'm loving it shout out to cuphead coming to playstation um i was very excited when that got announced um, sure. I was not expecting it, and so uh, really cool. I've also been playing uh, a couple of games that I'm going to include for my PSN game ranked. 
We're still doing that segment, right? It's back. Yeah. Well, it's remember that now the idea is that what we it was just 2020 games ranked or something we're saying, right? And whenever we yeah. play something, we toss it in there. So a couple of games. I talked about them on Gamescast, but I've, been play, I've played them more since then, and I want to add them to the ranking. Uh, Skater XL and Rogue Company. I'm going to start with Skater XL because when I first talked about Skater XL, I was very underwhelmed by it. I the game is kind of janky in some places. The game doesn't run well in some places. Like the game leaves a lot <clears throat> to be desired, especially content wise. And that's kind of that's kind of okay. my biggest critique of it is that there's just such a big lack of content in the game, especially for something that I'd like to be uh, my replacement for Skate. Skate three was my skate experience, and the thing that I loved about Skate three was that they had they had an assortment of different types of challenges. They had they had races, they had uh, trick competitions, they had uh, trick lines that, that that you had to do. They had all sorts of stuff, right? Like um, uh, you know, r- photography stuff, like different types of challenges. Sure, skater, it wasn't just skating. It wasn't just skating. Skater XL is pretty much just skating. Like they have challenges, but all of them involve, hey, do this trick cool like go on to the next one you just do you're just doing one trick after the, do an after the ollie. next great you did an ollie it, it is literally that it's like do an ollie cool do a nolly tray flip all right cool do a 180 kick flip over uh this bench cool do a grind do the uh, cool f 50 50 cool they don't say cool i'm just, I, cool that's just how i translate it it's cool okay um it's just that and i think that is pr- pretty dis- disappointing that said yesterday last night as i was playing i I booted it up because I, I needed a break from Persona 5 Royal because I had just gotten through a pivotal moment in Persona 5 Royal and I played for four about four or five hours straight. And I was Perfect. like, all right, cool. I I, I got my fill for today. I got to switch to something else. Oh, Skater XL. Let's turn that on. Started playing it and I lost four hours into that wow. game. I played Look for four that. hours straight. I had a I had a blast. My critiques still stand. I think that game leaves so much to be desired. It doesn't run well in some places. It is missing content, or not missing content, but it just doesn't have content. Uh, and there's so much more that I, I think they could have done with it. Like there's a few maps, a, a lot to be desired. Gotcha. I, I think what they have established with the the core skating system in the game at first, even though at first I was like oh this is different from skate i don't know how i feel about the way this controls it seems like it's trying to be more realistic it seems like it is uh more complicated and more difficult than skate the more and more i i wrap my mind around it around it and get my hands on it and feel it out the more i'm like oh this makes sense oh this is fun like i spent so much time just fucking around and doing the challenges and figuring out like okay no this is how you skate and the way the way the game works right is that each analog yeah. stick correlates to a foot so the right analog stick is the right foot left analog stick right, is the right, left right, foot right. And the more and more you play, the more and more you kind of you kind of get that feel and understand that like, oh, okay, no, th- this makes this is natural. Like this, it, it it even in some ways it even makes more sense to, than, than the skate control scheme um, of why you're doing the things you're doing. And so I I appreciate it. It's it's still one of those ones where I'm like, man, if only we lived in the perfect world where this got the loved the love it deserved. But yeah. the core of it, I'm gonna say, is good and fun um and I, I i tweeted about it a little bit yesterday but a lot of people were asking me like is it worth the 40 dollars?" and i'm gonna say no Oof, that was a um, high price point for that for what that is a, it, it is a high price point it depends on how much you just want to skate if you really want that skate experience then yeah like pay the 40 bucks for it but 
Yeah, like I, I personally yeah. would not pay. <laughs> I personally would not pay forty dollars for the game. Uh, for okay. people who keep asking that question, and so, so where do you want to rank it then on the twenty twenty PSN games ranked? Remember, if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we originally started saying we were each going to play a PSN game week or a different PSN game every week, but then we got lost in reviews and embargoes and redacted games. So instead, we're just adding stuff as we play it. Currently, your top ten of a current. 44 look like this uh number one telling lies number two john hex or john wick hex number three streets of rage four number four under night in birth number five subliminal number six hunt down number seven star wars episode one racer number eight round guard number nine darwin project number 10 hidden through time you can see the entire list at kind of funny.com slash 104 list honestly this is gonna seem high for where i'm gonna rank it but i'm gonna put it at number 11 so you're putting it above Kamiko, above, above below Kamiko, hidden through time, below hidden through time. Um, interesting, interesting. And like honestly, if this game felt like if this game hit the the notes that I just said, right? Like if it felt like it was fuller in content, um, and like it if it if it ran like slightly better, you know, this would be top three for me probably. Really. But, yeah, like I I I like the game is really fun. Um, and like the, the game nails so much, but. Again, it just leaves so much to be desired. That said, like I'm looking at all the other games that I put be- that that are below it, and I would put it above all those. Like I've had, I had more of a blast with it than um, all these other games. Like it's above Hunt, Shund- Hunt Showdown, above Earth Knight, above Paper Beast. Like it has a lot going for it, but it's just, it, I just wish it was a lot more than it was. Well, hot damn! I wasn't expecting that from you at all on that one. Yeah. Good job. Uh, you said you had two though. What's the other one? The other one is Rogue Company. Um, uh-huh another one that i talked a little bit about on gamescast it is a third person shooter that is i it's from high res studios right the people behind uh paladins and realm royale uh they they make a lot of games that feel like they're inspired by other games is the way i kind of describe <laughs> that studio and yeah rogue company feels like it is a rainbow six siege but a way more casual uh third person has elements of something like the last less multiplayer where it is at the beginning of each round, like it is, it is multiple rounds, right? It's like six, seven rounds, uh, a match where you're either capturing an objective or planning a bomb, doing things like that. Uh, and at the beginning of each round, you are paying for upgrades. You're paying for guns. You're paying, uh, so that you can kind of keep up in terms of, of, uh, where your build is and, and, and how you're leveling up and powering up. Uh, game was pretty fun. I, I I really enjoyed it. I think the the shooting is fun. I think the game modes are fun. I think the the soundtrack is actually surprisingly very good. Like the soundtrack is my favorite thing about this game. Uh, the music goes hard. But yeah, like it is very much siege, right? It is very much different operators. Contr- they they uh, have different abilities. They have different loadouts. Uh, they affect how you go about the game. The game has like kind of like an attitude kind of style where it's like oh yeah we got the glitch character who is basically just zero from borderlands 2 oh we have like we have i don't know man pretty much any character you can think of in this type of hero slash operator driven shooter they got that character we got Um, that b-roll we got that b-roll uh and so i i enjoyed it for what i played of it i'm at the point now where i'm like i don't know how much more of this game i'm gonna play uh, I think the three days I spent with it were probably enough. Uh, that said, if you're looking if you're looking for just a competitive third person shooter that might not necessarily have anything special going on for it, but is competent, is fun, like yeah, Rogue Company is is, is pretty decent. And so as far pretty as where I'm gonna decent, it's pretty decent. The blessing at Oye Junior story. <laughs> uh, as far as where I'm gonna rank it, I'm gonna put it. 
at number 19. Below Ooh. biped, above man eater. Okay. Fair. Just but fair. Uh, while you add that, yeah, I've still been playing Persona 5 Royal since we last talked. Um, continuing on that, but it's the same. This is why I started taking the notes. Like, I've been making a big deal. Uh, I knew I would get distracted. My week's been eaten up by uh, playing something that we can't talk about yet that's embargoed. Uh, I believe it's Gamescast this week, though, that you'll hear mm-hmm. about it. Um, so when you do, that's where my time was. Uh, outside of that, not PlayStation. I fell back into it with Animal Crossing. I did a, a IGN charity stream where Brian went around my island, and then since then, every night, I've been turning it on, playing like an hour or two of it, just uh, tinkering a bit. But in PlayStation land... Uh, it was what Sunday morning. I woke up, turned on the PlayStation and it was that thing where I knew I didn't have the four hours to put into persona Royal. And I wasn't in a place where it's just like, let's go grind the dungeon. It is very much like I'm, you know, story things are happening. I need to be paying attention. And so I was like, what should I play? And I started going around uh, for something just to kill, you know, what I thought would be maybe 15, 30 minutes ended up on Fortnite because uh, oh. I, I haven't played this season, but I immediately bought the battle pass when they were like, oh, Aquaman, uh, you know, and now all the Aquaman challenges have unlocked so that you can go in there and play, you complete those challenges to do it. Plus, I forgot that, or I didn't forget, but I bought the Captain America skin and still hadn't used that. So I dropped into Fortnite. Jeez, oh, what season is it even now for chapter two? The latest season of Fortnite I dropped into. And I, I know I, it happens every few months when I jump back into Fortnite and come back. Goddamn, Fortnite. What a fucking game. And I know people don't want to hear it. I know it's the biggest fucking game in the world. So everybody wants to dunk on it and talk shit about it. You're crazy if you don't respect what Fortnite's done. Because to oh, jump yeah. into that game, especially for the first time for this season, and get dropped in that world, be checking off challenges. My level you know, is increasing. I'm feeling rewarded in everything I'm doing, discovering a new location, the new weapons, the new abilities, actually getting into combat, being able to kill people, uh, you know, dealing with the loot shark. And you know, for me, I, what always boggles my mind about Fortnite is the fact that you can play that game however you want to play it. Like it is not at all. It is, if you want it to be, it is about winning and, you know, getting a victory royal. But for me, right, like it was about like, I'm here to unlock Aquaman. So I look at the Aquaman challenges and then I didn't go to Google them right away. I eventually did. But it was like, you know, trying to find where the, you know, uh, trident's hidden, trying to go through and figure out how to where, who, how do I need to get these fish, trying to go through and do all these different things, let alone the fact that I'm fucking Captain America riding down on a Batman glider, picking up Aquaman's trident and like. It's just so much fun. And it was that thing where it was like, oh, I'll just do this while Jen's getting ready. And she got caught up in some work too. So I played for like an hour and a half, two hours, just sitting there playing Fortnite out of the blue, just re-lost in that game. And that's how it works with me in Fortnite where I feel like I don't play it forever. And then I jump in and play, not religiously or anything, but like I, I get lost in it for hours at a time. And I didn't finish my Aquaman challenges, but I'm super stoked to go back in and get the, you know, knock out the few I need because it was that I was in there looking for whatever I needed to go do, but then somebody would come across me and I fight them and then I pick up their stuff and then I start advancing. And then it's like, oh shit, well, I'm top 25, I'm top 15 right now. Like, can I actually make a run for this and doing all these things? And then, of course, trying to remember how to build because every time I take any time off Fortnite and come back to try to build, it's fucking trying to, you know, learn to run again. But, that game, man. I'm just so impressed with Fortnite every time I use it. Yeah, I haven't played in, in such a long time, but the the summer that I played so much Fortnite, I somehow got obsessed with it. Uh, it was the, it was the same summer where it came to Switch in like 2018, um, yeah, and legit, too, like yeah. that that was the thing that got me in there. And I was like, oh man, this game is surprisingly fun. Like I didn't know battle royales could be this fun. And so I'm always, I, I always give a shout out to Fortnite, especially with the stuff they do with their um, their content, like the ways they yeah. they, they integrate all this different stuff in there 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're so smart about how they do it and they keep adding to it and they keep making it better and they keep evolving it into a, you know, this platform that is for everyone in some way. And I think, you know, that's the funniest thing I think about it where, you know, I enjoy playing it, period. And I think it has so many great gamer hooks and it is about unlocking the skin or this wrap or whatever. And then there is the weird history of it. You know what I mean? Like I talk about this when I talk about Animal Crossing of when I started playing, I put my town square in a very specific place and built off of that knowing as a seasoned animal crossing player right i would always have this history of where my shop was originally or where why i built my house this way or why i did this fortnite's that same thing of like oh i have this skin that i unlocked on that season or here's oh i remember when i played this non-stop during what christmas 2018 and here's that track i listened to over and over again there's like a history to it and the fact that it does run the gamut from you know, streamers, uh, I mean, somebody as big as Ninja to, you know, this weekend, I got a text from my friend back in Missouri, whose kids are finally into Fortnite. And she had a million questions about it. Like, and then, then let alone the fact that I was talking about the fact, you know, it's on everything and it all works together and they're not nickel and diming you for that. Right. The crossplay, mm-hmm. obviously battle pass, they're nickel and diming. They want you to pay for the battle pass or do whatever, but even then you don't have to. And like, Fortnite's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I just know, and they, the, you know, the fact that they pre- premiered a tenant trailer in it. Yeah. And they no. watched Inception, right? They they did a viewing. Oh, for one of the, the Prestige, movies. I think. Was it? I forget which one. It was. Oh wait, no, I think it was different movies for different territories. Ah, okay. Yeah, and you only, of course, recognize Australian territory, so that makes sense. I, I think it was UK, but yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, blessing. It's Greg. time for a little bit of reader mail. You asked a question for a segment we call "Best Friends Talk Back." Last week we talked about what our favorite new slash what was the best PlayStation franchise IP that's new uh, this generation and why. You got a lot of responses. Blessing. Do you want to alternate? Oh. Do you want to start with Chris and then I'll take on the next one? Yeah, let's alternate. Oh wait, I'll start with Chris. Sorry, for some reason in my head, Chris was the second one. I'll start with Chris. Chris Kingvin Pascal says, "God of War. I know this isn't new, but it's a fresh restart, so I guess close enough. But also, I need to share my story. Also, God of War definitely doesn't count. I'm gonna let it slide though. Uh, but also, I need to share my story before." Before God of War, I was a casual gamer, pretty much just Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed. God of War became my favorite game of all time and made me fall in love with gaming. When I beat it, I needed to see what other people were saying about it, which made me search YouTube. This is how I found kind of funny, uh, the God of War spoiler cast, and I instantly fell in love with the company and the community. Oh, thank you. Without God of War, I know I, was, I, know I wasn't here then, but I'm still going to take the compliment. No, I'm glad without, you did. Take it. Without God of War, I would, I would have never became a best friend and gotten into games how I am now. God of War is phenomenal and a masterpiece, but it also hits it also hits me on a much deeper level because Kind of Funny has helped me through so so many hard times and is keeping me sane through COVID. That's sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's a very sweet message, Chris. We thank you and love your support, but I have to agree with Blessing. Go fuck yourself. God of War does not count for this conversation. <laughs> not, at not, not at all. Not at all. Anytime, my favorite new PlayStation IP. You think just because suddenly Kratos ain't killing Greek gods, he's a brand new IP? Get the Chris, fuck what you, out Chris, of here, what are you Chris. doing? Do you think Chris even think listened to last week's it. episode? No, think man. about it. Yeah, I know. We talked about this. We, talk, we, we, we put out all, all the criteria. God, Chris. I want you to really... I'm kidding. We love you. But yeah, no, no. You, that's a bad choice. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Greg. Uh, Geekreate wrote into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and says, recently, or recent bias makes me want to say Ghost of Tsushima, but if you asked me before, the answer would have been solidly Horizon Zero Dawn. But like Blessing mentioned in the latest BU, Bless up. I also distinctly got that similar feeling uh, I just got when I first played Breath of the Wild when I started playing Ghost. And it's just so nice of a game with beautiful scenery and a kick-ass photo mode and so much love and care out, I think, put into crafting its story and cinematography. 
I think ultimately I'm going to have to say Horizon Zero Dawn, just like you guys, because uh, it also gave me a sense of wonder and curiosity uh, while having a giant robot dinosaur that I could turn into temporary friends. And I loved Aloy's character so much. I love Jin too, but Aloy has a little bit more of my love. Yeah, of course, you know, we went back and forth in this and yeah, Horizon was my pick. I forget, were we unanimous last week on that or did you say something else? Uh, I I think I ultimately said Astrobot, but like Ah, Horizon was like my other one. You did, you coward. You know what I mean? But yeah, no, that's a a good pick. And I saw, obviously, these are, again, you guys are the best audience. You send in so much uh, fan mail and so much uh, responses to our questions. We had a lot of these. A lot of people said Horizon and back that too. Yeah. Uh, Andy T writes in and says, Final Fantasy VII Remake, being a 37-year-old man... Again, Final Fantasy VII Remake, not a new IP. <laughs> um, but I'll read it anyway. Final Fantasy VII Remake, being a 37-year-old man child, uh, it hits all the right notes in all the right places for me. Awesome game and my first Platinum. Never bothered being a trophy hunter, but it spurred me on to Platinum, my backlog. I love that brand new IP, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII, VII Remake. Final <laughs> Fantasy VII What are y'all doing, man? What are y'all doing? Now, here comes Matt. Matt almost screws it up, I think, but he f- fixes it. Mm-hmm. Well, Spider-Man is my favorite PS4 game. I most want to see Blood and Truth continue uh, as mm-hmm. it's by far the best VR title that I've ever played. This IP could be used for a series of different anthology games set in different cities. Good I'm job, down for man. that. You listened. You know what I Good mean? You, if Spider-Man doesn't count, Blood and Truth definitely does and is a great new IP that I hope we get more of. Yes. You killed it, Matt. Uh, and then last... Actually, no, this isn't the last one. Uh, no, Shane O'Connor says bloodborne uh i've never played a souls game prior to bloodborne i fell hard immediately and have since platinum bloodborne and demon souls and i'm chipping away at other Soulsborne games that atmosphere the minimalism the rewarding combat miyazaki-san is on another level sure yeah bloodborne yeah well, this I is agree. one of the things we talked about before of like you know uh, you're working on beating it i need to play it like our pile of shame our playstation's piles of shame of what we need yeah. to get to i know i need to actually complete bloodborne and give it a real shot but and i, I said i said this last week and i'll, and I'll echo you here i think bloodborne in terms of the new ip is the best individual game like the best new game of a new ip this generation from place from playstation um and again like i didn't choose it as like like my as my main choice mainly because bloodborne i don't know how much longevity it has like as a franchise and how much how like we haven't gotten a bloodborne 2 yet um but it's an excellent choice still shane o'connor i'm glad you back it oh shoot i screwed up i was trying to edit this i was gonna say you uh, just deleted the whole thing and eh, what are you what are you gonna do you know what i mean uh nathan showcat writes in and gets the final one and says this generation has been amazing for new playstation ips but i've got to give my pick to neo It's unfortunate that the genre it's relegated to is often overlooked by most mainstream coverage, seeing as how Souls-like games have become quite a fad in the past several years because the series itself is so unique. Yes, you dispatch humanoid and demonic entities entities for a soul-like currency to spend on leveling up, but the Neo series has brought along so many extra ways to customize your playstyle and learn to truly outwit your opponents. Not only can you delve into a skill tree for your favorite weapon type, but matching special equipment sets can give you awesome advantages and buffs without forcing you to use armor sets or weapons that look dumb. Parentheses, since you can also change your equipment to look anything like the character has the ability to forge in the game. Along with the great customization options, the story is easy to follow, and the world is riddled with actual Japanese lore for people to learn and discover. Uh, By the time you reach the end of the the first game, you feel like a complete badass, and assuming you've 
been learning things slowly throughout the game, bosses and enemies no longer make the game feel crushingly difficult, and you can enjoy the end game content for an extra challenge. That's awesome. Well said. Well yeah. said. I mean, it's no, it's no Horizon, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no, also no Final uh, Fantasy VII it, remake. It's no Astrobot, but you know who's counting? You know, yeah, nobody's track. really counting. You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Exactly. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Busting and I have been kicking this around, and I mentioned here, we mentioned it last week. I have an, I have a best friends talk back for you for next week for PS. I love you, XOXO. Oh. I want to know what is in your PlayStation pile of shame, a game you know you need to play from PlayStation. Uh, and, and, and again, it can be, it doesn't need to be exclusive or whatever, but it probably will be. Uh, but like a PlayStation game in your pile of shame, your backlog that you haven't touched that you know you need to. And they want you to write in, of course, to uh, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Go to the participation link uh, for PS. I love you. XOXO and put it there. If memory, if my memory works, I'll try to make sure. Hold on. If I open this. And I do this. There, I changing it right add, now. I'll, I, well, I'm not going to do it right now, but I'll do it in the post show while we do that. But I will add the question mark in there so everybody can chill out. Cool, cool. Um, instead of a, a PSN profile today, I have a trophies and chill topic for you. Blessing. So just chill out. All right. Have a, I'm okay. chilling. All right. Good. Take another sip of my tea. Nathan Showcat gets the honor of having this one too, back to back, and says, "Hey guys, I got some real talk here for the trophy lovers that are here." Hey, guys, I got some real talk here for the trophy lovers here. Okay. Rattalika Games is publishing another title this week called Nicole. And although it's got a super easy trophy list, the game is nearly four times the price we normally see for games with their logo on them. Nicole dropped on Tuesday at a whopping $18.99 and an extra 20% off for PlayStation Plus users. Seeing as how uh, easy trophies are... Seeing as how Easy Trophies is the MO of Ratalika, is this looking like they're testing the waters to see how hungry gamers are for Easy Platinums? Or is the pricing left up to the individual developers instead? Uh, and the devs don't know who they've affiliated themselves with. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, Greg. And I'd be happy and I'd be interested to know why trophies aren't your cup of sugary tea blessing. You're the co-host of a PlayStation show, for goodness sakes, man. <laughs> Nathan Showcat. Um, I want to this- I meant to do this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well. You're probably you're probably making your way to this, but this is because of that. Um, we talked about this like early in the year, right? I remember an article uh, came out about how we're not going to see any more Vita games from Rattalika or something along those lines, right? They were changing the way uh, the pricing for it, like the 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 way it fell in. They were going to cost more to go put games up on, uh, uh, yeah, on to make a Vita game go up, it would cost more money. Yeah, and I imagine this is directly related to that, right? It could be. It couldn't be. That's the thing about it where I'm, I am talking very much out of my ass, right? So I don't know 100% of this. What I am seeing is that Nicole is available on Steam right now. According to this, it was October 17th, 2013 it was released. On Steam oh. right now, it costs $18.99. The Deluxe Edition, oh. $19.99. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not... Rattalika did not, according to Steam, publish it. It was published, self-published by Winter Wolves. I don't know the backstory of Nicole. So I feel like I don't want to talk out. I don't know if it's a good game, a bad game or anything, any of the other, right? I'm clicking over. I, you can get it on Switch as well. That page is loaded. That's $18.99 as well. My thing here would be that, yes, Rattalika is their hallmark is they publish games and they have fucking simple trophy lists that are easy, like blind men that I, you can skip through and be done in 10 minutes and have a platinum. I love it. Thank God. However, as we've said, when I, when I, if you remember when I did a one night stand and I talked about that for the PSN games ranked, that is a game I had in the indie showcase that I thought looked awesome that I got and played through normally. And then at the end did platinum cleanup on what, so what I'm trying to say is that I don't think 
I don't think you should look at a Radalika game. It's published by Radalika. That means it's a piece of shit game and has an easy trophy list. I think you should, it'll probably have an easy trophy list because they understand they can get that. But I, I don't think a, a Radalika game means that it's going to be low quality, poor quality, not worth your money. And so my argument here would be, it seems like Nicole's already got a history of being 20 bucks or whatever. So they know people will buy it for that. And so leave it there again. Yeah, I'm sure when you're, and I don't know this part of the equation actually for indie development, or I shouldn't say that I don't know it for Radalika of what the conversation is. I would assume Radalika and the developer have a conversation about what they think the game should be priced at. I'm sure this game said, Hey, we have found on, you know, steam people buy this. Maybe it's actually a popular visual novel. It is another visual novel. Uh, I don't think it's, and I think it's pretty apparent with them already having a Steam price of the same thing. I don't think it's Radalika money grubbing for it. I don't. I don't think it is the Vita thing. I think it is that this is what they think this game is worth. In that maybe in like you know some of their other ones are like the sugary sweet one. I'm not sure actually how much that is off the top of my head, but like eh, it's what you want to charge for these games is what they're worth, right? But I think like One Night Stand, Foxy Land Two, which I have high on our PSN game rank things, right? Like yeah, these are games with easy trophy lists, but that doesn't mean they're not good games. It doesn't mean they're not quality games. It, they might not be the game that I would normally play. I am only playing it for trophies or something. But I don't think it necessarily needs to be read that this is Radalika going, you know what, we're going to charge 20 bucks for all our easy Platinums now. Because I don't think the market would sustain that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, to the last part of the question, uh, Nathan asking, why am I, why why aren't trophies my sugary cup of tea? Uh, I'm, I'm just not wired that way. Like, I'm not really a completionist. I don't, I don't necessarily find enjoyment out of like finishing everything like i when it, usually when i'm coming into a game i'm coming to it for story or for like like i like getting good at a thing right and so like that's why i like fighting games that i feel like i'm building skill I like doing that in games like i like building skill and i like getting through a thing and i like also like playing a lot of different types of games and i feel like completing uh being a completionist kind of limits is limits how many games i can play um and so yeah i've never really felt compelled to go after platinum trophies except for games where i really love them and are looking for uh something to carry on my my time with the game forward and so like ghost of Tsushima, for example if i ever feel like going back to that game i'll probably pursue the platinum um as like a thing to do to to extend my time with it ladies and gentlemen that's PS I Love You XOXO episode 31. If you're a Patreon supporter on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, we have a post show question from Matt Douse for you. Uh, if you're not, consider going over there. Why not? You get the ad show ad free. You get to write into the show. You get the post show every show. You have a great time. You could watch live just like Kyle Boren is right now. Mike L is right now. You can Mike have a L. good time. You like Mike L? Oh, I love Mike L. Mike L's a good dude. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you don't want to chip in any money, it's okay. You can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games. You can go to podcast services around the globe each and every Tuesday. Get a brand spanking new episode of us arguing about PlayStation. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and tell me what I'm writing it right now. What uh, is in what 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 is in your PlayStation? pile of shame that's of course games you should be playing or should have played by now from playstation but haven't uh ladies and gentlemen we got a post show to do but until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you